Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. You're listening to a live play recording of your City Lies in Dust, an original role-playing chronicle using rules for Hunter the Reckoning, version 5, a tabletop role-playing game published by Renegade Game Studios. For more Adventures in Lollygagging, subscribe on YouTube, follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thelollygaggers, and follow us on Twitter at lollygaggersco. Thanks for listening. All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Hunter the Reckoning tonight. We are continuing uh, our chronicle. Uh, I think this is episode three, not counting our, our session zero. Uh, we, had some, uh, we had some combat for the first time last session. Uh, I stabbed Melissa, uh, so there's that. So that, was, mm-hmm. that was a dream. That, yep. uh, <laughs> Fulfilled. Uh, Fulfilled. Got to check that off the the bucket list. Uh, and uh, yeah, and and we learned we learned a few things. Got a couple leads to track down. Um, also rescued uh, rescued Brock. Might have gone from mm-hmm. the frying pan into you know was it the the frying pan into the fryer? I can't remember the phrase. The you oven do it or something. When you Whatever. invert it, frying <laughs> invert pan it, into the fire. Too. Yeah, frying pan into the fire. Thank you. So there's that. Uh, hey Matt. Hey Farka Dev. Thank you for joining. Um, Okay, so why don't we just dive in, do some character intros, tell us who you're playing, etc., and I will then do the summary of last time. Um, we'll go around in order, as per usual, start the left, move way to the right. So, uh, Long, you are up. Tell us about Alvin. Yeah, I'm playing Alvin, a practitioner of judo for the past 30 years, got his own dojo, a wife, a young daughter, and he's pretty much got a scar around his left hand. That's from a significant event of his. That's why he's seeking out these monsters or creatures. Nice. Is there a specific, uh, I can't remember if you said this or not. Is there, was there like a specific supernatural creature that you got the scar from? Or you still kind of wait? In the, it's kind of fuzzy because he couldn't really identify it. It's just oh. a late night. Okay. Okay. So it's just something, it was a month, but it was something monstrous, right? It was like yeah. supernatural. Okay, cool. All right. Perfect. Uh, let's go, uh, stay on the left-hand side, uh, Kyoti. Uh, Aaron, tell us about Kyoti Rust. So, Kyoti Rust, uh, obviously that's not his real name. That was a name given to him by the, by the nurses and the orderlies in the hospital for the criminally insane, where he spent the last, uh, 10 years, because when he was nine years old, he massacred his entire family. Uh, it took uh, the intervention of a brand new psychiatrist named Dr. Natasha Freud, no relation, um, and an exorcist named Sister Isabel LeBlanc to figure out that he actually was possessed by some kind of entity. Sister LeBlanc, with the assistance of Quixote Rust, managed to drive the entity out of him and help him escape. Uh, onto the streets of Phoenix, where he now lives, figuring the best place to hunt the creatures that hunt humanity is on the streets where they prowl. So uh, he occasionally spends some time at a homeless shelter when he needs to rest up. Uh, but generally, he works his way around the edges of of society to try to hunt the monsters. And, of course, to uh, stay off the grid because, you know, he is a wanted, criminally insane uh, patient. Yeah. And we uh we just we just met uh Sister LeBlanc at the end of the last session as well. That's we right. got to get former former member of uh, Society right. of Saint Leopold, uh which is a, a notable organization uh to, to World of Darkness folks. Uh okay. Uh and we'll probably see her again this session, I would imagine, at some point. So 
Uh, let's go on over to the right-hand side. Uh, Ashley, tell us about Elaine. I'm playing Elaine Graves, and she's a rather severe woman. Uh, her life has been rather... It's not normal. When she was younger, she was attacked by some sort of creature, uh, and it caused one of her friends to pass away. And her life has never been the same since. She's got a scar on her face from it. And she lived with her grandmother, took care of her uh, until she passed. And that's when she moved down to Arizona. She's been here for about three years now. And she's not quite used to how unfriendly these people in Arizona are in her neighborhood. But despite that, she's determined to to help keep it safe. Wonderful. Same question to you, actually. The uh, the the attack that caused the death of your childhood friend. Did you have an idea? What do you have an idea for the like, werewolf vampire? Was it one of those or something more unknown? The way that Alvin was. Uh, it was something more eldritch. She hasn't figured out exactly what it was yet, but it lurked in the sewers. Oh, okay. Don't we have like two sewer stories? Oh, oh man, we have to go into the it sewers. I feel like we got to go to the sewers. I think it might have think... been me. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking tunnel or wash. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just gonna kill two birds with one stone. There's a giant crocodile or something in the sewers or something like that. Elaine, I don't know. Elaine is a little claustrophobic <laughs> since. Okay. All right. Isn't isn't Maria also claustrophobic? Are Maria you playing the same character? <laughs> are we Are we the same? Uh, she is. Not claustrophobic. Um, she doesn't like bodies of water. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you live in a desert, so uh, exactly. in 2022, so there's not many of those bodies of water here anymore. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. They're no. called puddles now. Uh, well, anyway, tell us more about Maria, Melissa. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Maria is our blue collar inquisitive. She is a plumber by trade. Uh, she's got a uh, mentor who's not returning her calls. Um, who is a uh, journeyman hunter um who owns a uh supply store um she's got short reddish hair wears work overalls kind of always a little bit dirty um yeah okay perfect that's maria keep thinking i love how like we've turned her i know like you kind of have a joke uh, you know off air that it's you're basically playing mario like the like like it's basically what you are which is great fantastic that's all i picture i just picture like when you say the overalls and stuff i picture like the mario overalls and everything that's what i'm picturing it's like like the red shirt underneath and everything oh it's fantastic that's what i know that's not what it is but you know anyway yeah okay so uh so yeah let's uh, let's dive in so last session a couple weeks ago you confronted a strange creature uh inside the train yard this industrial train yard in downtown phoenix uh, we are in uh, southern Phoenix, kind of central central city area, not uh, a, a very well-to-do area, kind of industrial as well. Uh, this creature was very peculiar looking, probably not anything that any of you have ever encountered or heard about. It was, it was definitely nothing familiar, uh, but it had like wrapped skin around its bipedal body, very much humanoid looking. Uh, and it almost had kind of like a mummy-like appearance to it. But instead of it being cloth, it was skin. It was wearing a heavy coat over top of itself. 
and then eventually shed that coat. Uh, and when it did, Alvin, you were able to see that there are all these eyeballs that were on it everywhere and they were moving and opening and stuff like that. And they could shift, uh, it seems, at a moment's notice. Uh, you you got in a little scuffle with it. Alvin, you uh, I think you you pile drive dro- drive it from the top of the train car back down to the ground. But uh, this thing was very, very fast. Uh, as once it uh, once it kind of slipped your uh, your hold, it was able to outpace you all and move quite quite quickly, uh, escaping you all. There's uh, other kind of guards of the the train station were kind of closing in. There was one of them who was assaulted. You all you all s- saved. They they were missing their eyes though, like completely missing. No scars, no blood, nothing like that. Just like empty skin. Like it's not even like there were sockets. It was just like the sockets were grown over. Uh, now. As you all were fleeing the scene, because cops were starting to arrive, uh, you all heard uh, a different a different kind of scuffle going on nearby in an alleyway, and that's when you found Brock Davies, uh, Quixote's uh, good friend who runs a homeless shelter in the area. Uh, he too uh, was missing his eyes, but he was currently being attacked by a couple uh, a couple kind of thugs, just these random people mugging him. You're not really sure what they seemed on something. Uh, you fought them off. One of them stabbed Maria. Uh, you notice they had a club stamp for fervor, F-R-V-R, uh, on, on their wrists, uh, which I think you all took note of. You all brought Brock over to Valleywise Health Medical Center nearby. Um, heard some weird stuff. You overheard some, I think it was Maria, overheard some weird stuff coming out of some of the, the cops in the area inside mm-hmm. the emergency room. Something like another one, or they brought him right to us, or the doc's going to want to see him, stuff like that. Uh, Russ went back in. Caused a bit of a commotion, brought a whole mess load of attention to try to protect Brock, tried to get some of the shelter folks to come by too, which they eventually did. Uh, and they try, the, the cops tried to lead Rust outside. And as they were getting ready to put him into the squad car, Kyoshi managed to get away. But not only that, but noticed it wasn't cops. These were, these were security guards. These were private security guards for a, a company called Lockroom Control, even though they looked very much like, like city cops. Uh, elsewhere, Alvin, you uh, you pissed your you pissed your wife off. Uh, your daughter apparently heard somebody trying to break into your house. You also discovered some tabloid stories about uh, aliens stealing eyes from people so as to create some kind of hive mind. This was all happening in Tennessee, and there was a picture uh, of a woman with the same sort of um, injuries as you saw in the guard and with Brock. Uh, Maria, you tried to contact Katya, but you couldn't get in touch with her. Elaine, your neighbor had gone missing. Mr. Ponder had gone missing, and his son was being a jerk about it. And then I think Quixote then went to go see Sister LeBlanc in the morning uh, at the at uh, nearby church. And that's when you learned that there was another parishioner by the name of Westlandon whose son uh, had suffered a very similar assault and was having dreams that seemed to match up with what actually transpired the night before when you all uh, were fighting uh, the creature inside the train yard. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, let's say, just for the sake of kind of getting things together, let's say it's mid-morning to late morning. Uh, Alvin, you've done your research. Um, you all, uh, I will say, Kyoto, you're still probably at the church with Sister LeBlanc. Um, you all can... Yeah, I, I mean, uh, how, how do you want to go about doing this? How do you do, do we? So we'll start. With, I guess we'll start with with Alvin and Quixote because they're the ones who are actually sitting on some info. Uh, do either of you reach out to the rest of the cell, or is there something else you're looking to do? 
yeah, once I find what I can out of my research, I'll go ahead and shoot over the articles to the others, give them okay. some insight on it. Okay. So all of you, um, on, on whatever phones that you, you communicate with each other with, you get the message popped up. You got like links to various stories. Uh, and it's the same thing. You see a picture. And for those of you who actually saw Brock, I think everyone probably saw Brock at, at the very least in, or, or the train, the train, the train guard. Um, it's the same thing. Eyes are gone and there's no socket. There's no healed portion of the eye. It's just, there's just sort of like a depression on either side of the nose and it looks exactly the same, but it's also referencing a tabloid newspaper and aliens and a hive mind. Uh, what about you, Quixote? Quixote would, would call Maria uh, on Sister LeBlanc's phone because he destroyed his burner at the <laughs> when he fled uh, the hospital. So Maria, Maria, are you there? Yeah. What's up? Listen, I can't talk long. This is an unsecured line. I've, I've ditched my old phone. I'm gonna. Hey, do you think you could pick me up a burner? I've got information to pass. I'll, I'll meet you at your shop. Leave the back door open. Sounds good. And then he hangs up real fast because he doesn't want the phone to be. He doesn't want the call to be traced, of course. Because <laughs> Maria's pretty used to like not trying to respond <laughs> with too many words. Like, this is gonna be one way and brief. <laughs> Okay. He hands the phone back to Sister LeBlanc. He's like, Sister, uh, if you hear from Mr. Landon about his son dreaming anything else, you you know how to contact me. I'll I'll drop you my new number at the at the normal location uh, later today. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look in on another one of the victims. Maybe we can figure this out. If you hear anything else about this thing, you uh, you know where to find me. I will try to. Uh arrange a meeting with uh, with Mr. Landon, uh, if not his son as well. Uh, I'll contact you when I have information. Thanks, sister. Remember, the war's everywhere. We gotta keep fighting. Watch your back. All right. Uh, we'll check in with Elaine. Uh, what is Elaine doing? Ashley? Elaine is What's Elaine doing? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Lane's uh, miles away. <laughs> I was still checking my notes for names. Sorry. Um, Elaine, so where we left off with her, um, Maria stayed the night at my house uh, and I healed her. And she. I found out that my neighbor, Mr. Ponder, um, had left his house again. And I had just gotten off the phone with an argument with his son. Um, and his son is threatening to put him in care. And um, so Elaine has kind of like popped back in the house yells at maria um that she's gonna go to the nearby convenience store and grocery store to see if mr ponder's there uh well okay. actually that's perfect because i just got a call from from rust and he needs a new burner so okay uh, okay two i'll go you, grab one yeah the two of you head out or do you want to both mm -hmm. go out i assume do you want to stay together yeah okay sure. do you head out you kind of, we'll say you do some, in addition to like kind of the go in the grocery, you just drive the neighborhood maybe and some nearby yeah. areas, things like that. Uh, unfortunately, you do not locate Mr. Ponder in any of these yeah. places. Uh, you are able to obviously get the, the burners just fine. Um, but we'll say you do maybe a good then, half an hour to an hour worth of driving around. I can't remember if I did, but like at the end of last session, but she definitely calls uh, uh, emergency services. Okay, are you uh, are you 
emergency contact or i mean i think he has kids so i'd imagine the kids would be emergency contact yeah but... so she called the kid and yeah. uh the son so now mm-hmm. she's gonna call uh or if she didn't already call 911 to report him missing okay all right um okay so you'll put in a report no yeah that's, that's fine put in a report for yeah. for missing uh missing neighbor um we don't have to play out the whole scene but um mm-hmm. but there's questions obviously who are you etc etc last scene um to get your contact info stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah okay all right so you have that that re- we'll say that that report's filed uh whether or not they they how, how seriously they took it you're kind of unsure but they definitely yeah. took your info now now what would you all like to do uh where where are we meeting up did they say uh, yeah, Rust, uh, we're going to meet up. Uh, it's behind uh, Catch's shop. That's kind of where this safe house is. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Alvin know already? Do you need to call him? Should we pick him up on the way? What do you think? Uh, I'll say that we text Alvin and sure. tell him we're meeting at the safe house. Yeah, we don't have to like overly look at the granularity of that. Mm-hmm. Assume he knows. Okay. So let's just fast forward then uh, and put you all together. And so we can kind of figure out a plan of attack after that. So um, little time passes, but it's, we'll say it's still fairly early in the day. You know, probably no later than, than noon. Uh, you meet up over at, um, I think I, I think we had a name for her place. Um, isn't that right, Melissa? I think it was Valley Trade Valley Supply. Trade Supply. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna say, do we want it? So there's there's a safe house. Is it her safe house? Like, is it is like part of hers? Like she she lives there. She she works there. Or you know, is is she like part of the sort of like a part time half retired hunter? Like, how how do we look at this, Maria? Yeah, I think that would make sense. Why there's a safe house connected to her place of business? Um, okay, since she is was a hunter. So yeah. Sure. Now the place is open. Uh, Valley the Valley Trade Supply is definitely open. She's got employees, so you can definitely see people are coming and going. Um, but beyond that, um, maybe it's um, you know maybe it's an old apartment building. Maybe it's like a like a double white trailer. Uh, what what are you thinking in terms of what it looks uh, like? So I'm imagining that the trade supply is kind of in that industrial area. So I'm guessing yep. that it's kind of like a you know kind of like a um, industrial garage kind of a place. Okay, behind it. perfect. Okay. Uh, Eddie, thanks for that gift sub. Farco, thank you so much. Oh, God, complications. Okay, thank you very oh. much. <laughs> I've started to actually brainstorm what complications could be because I've been getting a lot of them <laughs> lately, mainly because Farco Dev uh, throws out so many complications. It's great. I like to keep things spicy. My teammate. I get it. It's fun. It's a good time. Um, okay, so, uh, so yeah, it's. I love the idea. Like, we'll call it a garage. It's like a kind of converted living space and everything where Katya lives. Perfect. Um, I'll say you... It would make sense that you know how to get inside. She kind of let you in. Okay. And Is one she by here, one, though? Because I've been okay. wanting her to return my phone calls. Yeah, you head inside, uh, and you notice that... And I'll say you and Elaine are there first. Probably Kyote and, and Alvin show up shortly thereafter. And you get inside, and you notice that her her usual mode of transport, whether it's a, a van or or bike or whatever it is, uh, is missing. Um, 
you do notice that there are two notes for you uh, on the fridge, like these sort of torn off of like like you know torn off of whatever kind of generic Valley Trade Supply stationary items they have nearby. Uh, one of them, um, fairly benign, just says "back soon." Um, and then this like kind of a note that you would probably know as like communication. Like it's like a, it's a kind of code for like, Mm -hmm. you know, on the hunt type of thing. And then the second one, uh, it says, uh, quit fucking poking around. It says, uh, with a smiley face. Um, you notice that, uh, as you're looking around her place, yeah, there's no signs of like any struggle. There's no signs of any, any damage or anything here. Uh, she does have like a very old fashioned kind of voicemail, uh, like like a physical box that she has, mm. and you can see mm-hmm. that's kind of blinking. Like it looks like she has messages, uh, but otherwise there doesn't. You don't notice anything amiss immediately. Uh, I mean, obviously, if there's a blinking button, I'm gonna push the play. <laughs> you're you're not listening to her note. Got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you if yeah if you. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We don't have to do a. You can get it. I'm not gonna require a roll on this. Um. You know. So the you listen and it's a, it's a voicemail from, um, what sound? It's like a. It sounds like a nurse or a, an intake office. Uh, it is a place. It is a voicemail that's confirming her intake appointment, uh, at a, at Whitehall Center, uh, in North Scottsdale. Eddie, thank you again. Oh, goodness. More bits and more subs. Very nice of you. Um, hmm. I'll tell you what. Um, Elaine, you're here first. Because uh, you, you two came over. I'll, I'll give this roll to you. Why don't you give me some kind of... Um, like an investigation, maybe? Like an investigation wits or intelligence would be fine. Either one of those. I don't really care in this case. Okay, cool. While Marie is listening to her, uh, to her phone, tool to twitch. Thank you. So you're wondering about being nosy. Five successes. Okay. You notice, um, you notice two things. I'll give you two things for those five successes. One, you notice that uh, there seems to have been a cot set up in this area. Uh, as in, in, you're getting the signs that somebody was staying with her. Uh, like okay. a cot was set up and it was slept in and it's relatively tidy but it hasn't been put away and that's not and like Maria would be able to confirm it's not normally out and secondly you notice a pamphlet for Whitehall Advanced Care Centers <laughs> guys are going for that hype trade thank you so much oh goodness so I have a question you guys Jeff. are way too nice way too nice uh, yeah you. go ahead thank you everyone um, so the message for Whitehall mm-hmm was it specifically for Katya? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you gave me Katya's last name, uh, but it'll be for uh, Mrs. You know, Miss Katya and then whatever you want Katya's last name to be. Okay. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't potentially for um, this house guest. That no, it's specifically... <laughs> it's... Farkatev. Okay. The five more. Thank you. Um, it's specifically for whatever... 
you know, it, it's either for Katya herself or for like one of her one of her usual cover identities. Probably whatever her official uh, her her official name is for Valley Trade Supply ownership. Got it. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, but that's yeah, that's that's really it. Um, and we'll say you two were there first. You have that. Uh, and then it's at that point that Alvin and Quixote show up after you've all, you know, the two of you have kind of snooped around a bit. And so we'll say now all four of you are together. Take it away. So Maria's going to toss the burner foam over to Rust. Thanks, Maria. I, you know, I, uh, I, I just appreciate it. I, uh, my other one was probably compromised. So, you know, I, I had to ditch it. You single-handedly keep some of the stores around here uh, in business with all of your... Uh, but you don't tell purchases. them who it's for, right, though? <laughs> of course not. Nobody asks okay. questions here. Okay. We're not that friendly. All right. Yeah, I, uh, it's really weird, by the way. What's really weird? Just nobody's friendly. Hey, I... Last friendly people I knew were my family, and I carved their hearts out, so... I'm there with you. I, yeah. It's a war out there, and you you're either helping us fight, or you're yeah. helping us, or you're helping the enemy. One of the two. That's it. Yeah. Hey, oh, speaking of which, though, oh, the okay. sister, Sister LeBlanc, oh. uh, not the church goons she used to work for, but Sister LeBlanc, uh, right. she helped me figure some stuff out about the Eyeless people. What'd you, what'd you figure out? The Eyeless victims. Can still see through their eyes even when they're on the monster's bodies. They dream what the monster's doing. Oh, who who is it that you talked to? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Mister Mister Landon. He's a parishioner at the Saint Mary's Basilica, and his son was was taken. And apparently, those security goons, those quizlings who tried to get Brock, didn't get him either. But okay. he had dreams. He was he dreamed what we saw at the train yard when we fought that thing. So maybe if we get him or Brock, we can figure out where this thing is going. We can use them like radios. Oh, and Elaine's got like a little notebook out and she's taking taking notes as you're talking. All right, and you said both of his eyes are missing. I I I don't. I think so. I think that's what the sister said. Maybe one. Maybe two. I don't know. Well, I mean, it matters because what if, what if both Brock of Brock's eyes see? are missing? But we don't know if Brock can see. No, we don't. That's true. That's a good point, Elaine. Okay. We gotta, we gotta talk to Brock. So maybe. we gotta check in with Brock. We gotta make sure those security guys, obviously, and the employee, the monsters, have to be. Didn't grab him again. I guess we should also check in on that guy that we left. See if we can find who that security officer was. Yeah. Over at the train station, right? Yeah. yeah. That's all I found out, though. I, just the, the That's thing. good information. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, we got to find those security guards. Damn Quislings. Working is- for the enemy. Yeah, I mean, it's at some point we're gonna figure out who this doc is, and then we're gonna 
We're gonna make him talk, right? Right, Maria? Because we can't, we can't stomach, we can't stomach humans who work for the enemy. That may be what they do. I mean, the enemy. You know, this may just be their nature, but humans helping them, they're worse. Fucking parasites. Maria's wandering over toward the armory that's set up in the uh, safe house. Yeah. 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 You, I think you took this, right? This is one of your... Dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What does it yeah. look like? Describe it to us. Um... I, I don't know these things. Um, I'm assuming well, it's just like, sort of like a, like a, um, so I'm, I'm envisioning this area looks, you know, like a lot of those, you know, kind of like four foot tall, um, uh, words are escaping me, um, like toolboxes. Sure. Okay. And so essentially one of those looks just like all of the rest of them, mm-hmm. except instead of it being pull-out drawers, it's actually like the, the face comes off. Um, okay. And then inside is more of like a, like a gun safe kind of a thing. Okay. Um, so, oh, so it's a, it's a gun safe or is it your, oh, I thought we were talking about your drone stuff. My bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Just this, just the safe house. Okay. The armory right. within the safe house just gotcha. kind of. Making sure that everybody sees we've got some uh, gear up weapons at our uh, disposal. Exactly. Okay. Oh, weapons are nice and all, but we need. What's our next point of attack? Can we speak with his father's son? Is he available? Uh, Sister LeBlanc was going to try to get in touch with them. She seemed to think that maybe me talking to him might not be the best approach. For some reason, I don't understand, but uh, she seemed to think maybe she should talk to him, but we could probably go find Brock. Yeah, I think maybe speaking to Brock, and then maybe if you can introduce us to the sister, maybe she'd be willing to schedule an appointment. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could, I, I'm sure, yeah, Sister LeBlanc knows that, that I'm working with a squad of soldiers, so I'm sure she'd be happy to, to meet with you. Hey Maria, get, I'm not very good with a gun, but but can I have one or two, and a knife, or maybe like a crowbar? Uh, I mean, just look around. There's, I'm sure there's a crowbar lying around somewhere. Um, denture, I think there's. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know how to load a gun though, because I mean, I've I've never actually seen one in real life. They didn't even show us movies with guns when I was well, you know. Well, you know, that that makes some sense. We should uh maybe late maybe somebody go out in the desert later. at some yeah. point. We yeah. can do some shooting cans and whatnot. But for now, and she just I mean, she's got a safe house with an armory, so she, you know, puts everything together, got it ready for you, shows you what you need to do, and just don't point it at me. <laughs> Hands to you. He just looks at it slightly baffled, but puts it in a Puts it in one of his big coat pockets of his of his Gore-Tex jacket. Okay. Thanks, um, Maria. All right. So the plan is the plan then to go check in on Brock. Is that is that the idea? Or was there something else that we wanted to do instead? Oh well, we also had the uh nightclub to check out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maria will update everybody that she called her sister. Um 
who just kind of gave her a quick info that it's not a good place to go to. Um, yeah, I think we should definitely take a look at some point. Uh, might be a might be a good use of my drone at some point later on. Maybe not True. this time of night, but maybe nighttime might be a good idea to get some eye in the sky surveillance as to kind of folks come and go from their patterns and whatnot and I just upgraded my my drone so that it can do a little bit of a follow its own pattern kind of a thing so well maybe we go talk to Brock before the sun goes down I'd like to get him someplace more secure before night falls you know I don't like to leave anybody in a public place who isn't aware of what we're facing uh Russ you know who is next uh, his emergency contact is. We shouldn't show up without him. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I talked, I talked to, uh, I talked to him over the homeless shelter. I talked to, but I, uh, Shelby said she was going to send some people. She might know, but she said she was going to be there, so she might already be there. I told her to stay with him. Okay. Yeah, then I think we should probably head over to Brock first. All right. Hey, so uh, I might, couple. I might, I might, I might need a disguise. They, uh, they may remember me there. I, I, I got a little loud the last time I was over there. So, okay. I think it was was it Lindsay? Was that her name? Did you I spoke? Think it was oh, yeah, Lindsay. yeah, Lindsay. Shelby. Lindsay Shelby. Yeah, Shelby's Shelby. the missing one. Yeah. So we'll yep, say yeah. just for ease, just for ease. There's no reason why we can't make uh, Lindsay the, the emergency contact, especially since she's like family wasn't really a thing with him. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to touch in, like mechanically, the hidden armory. Uh, how many dots do you have, Melissa, in it? Oh, sorry, I was muted. I was saying, hold on, let me find where it is on my sheet. Uh, safe house plus armory, two dots. Okay, so. It, well, in, in, so so the so that should provide um, for each dot. It provides you a couple things: one pistol, one long firearm with ammunition. So pretty pretty simple. But it's not like as good as like the the arsenal edge. These are pretty basic things. Um, I did put a handout in the journal section where you can kind of see, you know, what those would be. So just sort of like the lower forms of those weapons, uh, whatever is like the you know the, the the weaker of like the the pistol, the weaker of the the long arm. So. That gives you an idea of what they they are, but uh, crowbar is totally fine. I mean, you're in a garage; like, I have no problem with that. Okay, so um, we'll say for we'll say for sake of simplicity, Lindsay is the emergency contact, uh, which you spoke with already. She was already heading over to the hospital hours ago, hours and hours ago, because you contacted her early in the morning uh, before before dawn and headed over. Uh, so what's the what's the plan then? Are we heading over to are we heading over to ValueWise Med, or are we going... Is that the plan? Yeah, we're going to go see Brock. Okay. Alvin, did you have anything to add? Um, It's probably just a quick like message to send out. Maybe get in contact with this author of the tabloid. Try to get more info on that. Ooh. Okay. Mm. All right. Um. Let's do a little roll for that then. Um, since you're specifically trying to contact a person, um, uh, you can probably do something like a persuasion test if you have it, um, unless there's some other tactic that you're trying to trying to, to employ. 
I think probably persuasion, charisma, maybe. All right. That's not my strong suit, but I'll roll it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to... I'm going to put it at, like, a difficulty at straightforward, but if you get higher than that, maybe they're a little bit more, you know, for, you know, willing to give you more info. Just the one okay. success. Uh, okay. So yeah, we'll say that as you're, you, you say you get the, we'll say you get the email out, um, contact info out, kind of asking for more information um, from, you know, using the byline. And as you're driving over to Valleywise Med, um, you get a you get a response pretty quickly, and you realize that like that's probably a you know maybe a bad sign, but it might be like an assistant or something like that. That kind of gives you a little bit of the you know a little bit of the brush off. And it almost looks like a form email response, you know. Thank you for your interest, you know, uh, and uh, in the right, you know, in, in the writings of, um, we'll say, Mr. Richardson. Uh, we are very happy uh, to hear from from fans of his work. Uh, as you know, as a professional journal- journalist, uh, he cannot divulge sources, uh, and he has to protect them at all costs. But uh, uh, if uh, if you continue with your subscription to uh, to our to our newspaper, I'm sure you'll be reading more about the uh, the wonderful and, and very strange and horrifying events that are occurring uh, within our fair state. And it's kind of signed off. Okay, so you you make it over to Valleywise Med. We'll say early afternoon by the time you get over there. Um, it's it's daytime, very busy. Uh, you can see you probably park somewhere, you know, visitor parking, public parking, whatever. Uh, but you park on in there. What's the plan to go inside? You do know uh, Quixote did was seen, <laughs> did kind of pull up a stink here. Uh, and Maria also might have been seen. They might, whether or not they remember, who knows? Yeah. How about uh, I call you, Elaine or Alvin, and we leave an open line, and you go in to visit him, and then I can talk to him and let him know you're friends. We stay in the car so they don't see us. Okay. Yeah. Works for Alvin, do you have any ideas? That's fine. We can see if we can meet them up, but if they are asking questions, it might get a little dicey. If you can get them, if you can convince them to check out or, or convince Lindsay to check him out, we can get him someplace safe and then talk to him. All right. Should we call Lindsay first? Well, that's, that's, that's a good idea, Elena. I mean, let me try to give her a call. She won't recognize the number I'm calling from, but maybe she'll pick up. All right. So, Kyoto, uh, he dials Lindsay's uh, cell phone number. Hi or low, Aaron? <laughs> hi. <laughs> All right. It's, this is going to be purely a 50-50. You said hi? Hi. Uh, no, they don't They don't answer their phone. Nah. Uh, she, you know, she doesn't like spam calls. I, she probably just not picking up you guys can stay here I'll head in with Elaine go okay. Alvin uh, okay you, the, two, the two of you head in Elaine, Alvin, you go inside Maria, Quixote, you hang outside uh, Mar- how about we'll say um, 
Why don't we do two different awareness rolls, one for the inside crew, one for the outside crew? We can say that someone's helping each other out, so we can do kind of one roll apiece, and we'll just say somebody, you know, whoever wants to roll it for the two groups can go ahead uh, and then take a bonus for, you know, the help that you're getting. So one from whoever's better with Elaine and Alvin, whoever's better with Kyote and Maria. Like awareness composure or awareness... I think that mix. makes sense. Yeah, I'll take I'll take I'll take wits. I'll take composure. Either's fine. My awareness composure. I got five dots combined in the two of those. Got six combined. Uh, I have seven total, Alvin. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead and give him a roll. And so we take a modifier for the assistance. Yeah, plus one because you're helping each other essentially. Gotta roll one more dice. And don't forget that if you roll, if you want to burn a willpower to re-roll three dice, you're welcome to do that as well. Higher the better, basically. Two is minimum for some information, but if you get higher, I'll probably give you some extras. Uh, it's just to re-roll three. Yeah, you burn a, you mark a willpower, so you do the the superficial, and then you okay. you re-roll three. And we have very generous uh, viewers, so we've got a handful of those. They gave them oh all God, to me, they're though. They're worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just two successes, Jeff. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so going inside, um, Elaine, Alvin, you do notice that there uh, there is security about. It. You do see folks in uniform uh, here and there. They definitely they're armed. You can see their their exits. Um, I don't know. You get the sense that. Um, I'm not sure how frequently all of you necess- like you, you necessarily come to the uh you know come here but definitely you get the feeling it, it, it you definitely get the feeling that there it's a little heightened uh for some reason um and you can tell that you're I mean you're going into the you're not going into the emergency room right you're just going into kind of like general you yeah know, like right. the front desk kind of thing right but but and again, that's why it, maybe it stands out even more is that you're kind of going in, not into the emergency area where if anything crazy was going to happen, it would probably happen in the ER. But you're you're going in for visitation, and you can see multiple people's uh, kind of set up here and there and, and kind of eyeing things down. Uh, it's somewhat busy, uh, but you're able, you know, if you get up and you're just looking for for business, uh, you know, if you're just looking for like visitation hours. Um, We'll say just because I want to move the story along. We'll say, yeah, we're within. It's it's ten to six. So as long as you've come between ten and six, um, and because he's not in any specific surgery, you give a name, and they reference, you know, and you kind of get the 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 room number, and you kind of start heading there. But every time you kind of pass by like an intersection, or you know, you get on the elevator, or go up the stairs, wherever whatever route you take, you, it like a hallway doesn't go by without you kind of seeing at least one person moving or stationed somewhere. Outside, uh, Quixote and Maria, uh, both of you notice, uh, with three successes, I'll say you notice a few things. You say you, you do notice, first of all, there's multiple locker room control vehicles out here. Uh, and even in the in the light of day, they even look very much like Phoenix cops, you know, like the actual patrol cars and things. Um, so, and you're seeing like a mixture. Some of them are kind of like the, the SUV type. Some of them are kind of like the, the longer sedan type. Um, and then with your third success, um, you, there's actually one other thing I'll say, Maria, catches your eye. And it, it's it's a van uh, that you notice pulled up. 
and parked. Um, it's a it's a med van, and it says along the side it says Valley Med Corp. Uh, and you can kind of see it parked a, a kind of further distance away, and it doesn't seem like anything's really happening there. Like it's not actively set up, but you do you do see it, and that's a name that you remember uh, when you were kind of talking in, uh, about uh, that Wendell Drebin guy. Okay. Uh, and you also notice around the outside, like in addition to these cars, some of those cars that have the lock room control on it, you can do you do see there's people inside of them. All right. Pointing all of this out to uh, Rust. I told you, Maria. I told you they were here on the look for us. They're obviously helping the monsters. We may have to take a few of them prisoner for interrogation if things go sideways here today. That is definitely a possibility. Uh, some of these folks seem like they uh, might be trained to uh, not give information over That's quite so all easily. Right. But we do seem to I be spent, kind of ground zero here. Spent 10 years in a mental ward. If I can't break somebody, nobody can. Between the two of us, I think we've got some persuasive abilities. Thanks for thanks for having my back, Maria. I know I'm a little off. Thank you. Got a fight in front of us. Gotta keep ourselves focused. Meanwhile, while she's talking about being focused, like after she's noticing all these things, she is totally on her phone Googling that like Whitehall Center. Okay, sure. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems legit. Like there's a couple different locations around the valley. Uh, different, you know, they're, they're basically a variety of facilities. Like some of them are rehab facilities, some are nursing home facilities, long care, short care. Um, it's kind of a whole group, it seems that you see pretty pretty simple to find um and there's yeah there's multiple there's multiple locations okay uh let's see inside elaine alvin you um yeah you you come down the hall uh for the room where um where brock is you when you were given and you you go up to the door uh which you know there's no one there you know no one there guarding it or anything like that and you open the door and you can see there's a woman in a chair and you can see that she's kind of like slouched down you can see her phone is on a little table next to it and she's got what looks like a coffee cup there as well and you notice that the bed is empty oh shit uh excuse me (laughs) ma'am uh yeah I yeah uh Uh, who are you we're friends of Russ. Uh, you're Lindsay, correct? You see her kind of like wince at the at the name just ever so slightly. I didn't know Rust had friends. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, we we're hoping to speak with with Brock. Where where is he? Uh, they took him down for a CT scan about forty five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. they. S- said he wasn't in any surgeries or anything uh it's not a surgery it's a ct scan they just they I, put I you in the like machine the operations. and okay yeah do you mind if we scan. wait here with you uh yeah that's fine sure yeah okay thank you 
And uh, Elaine's going to quickly shoot Maria a text that he's in a CT scan, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and to keep an eye and see if maybe he's outside of the building. Uh, Rust, I think we should probably stay put for now, but just so you know, he's not in the room. Lindsay said that they took him for a CT scan about 45 minutes ago. Aware on my manners. Uh, my name is Elaine. This is my friend Alvin. Uh, we were out there helping look for Brock. And we were there when uh, Russ found him. Uh, I'm, I'm glad uh, glad you helped him. Thank you so much. He'll, he'll, he'll definitely want um, to thank you himself. He's He's been awake a couple times uh, and he was... Uh, confused, as you might imagine. Um, yeah, he didn't really know what happened, where he was. He's saying something about dreams, and yeah, and uh, that's why. Oh, just bad ones, violent ones. He said, yeah. and um, they don't really know what happened. Uh, it, it, never seen so many doctors confused together there's a four of them in here at one point and they were all kind of talking around him and uh i there's a whole battery of tests that they want to run them through apparently um you know this that and the other like they didn't even believe him when he said at first that you know he had eyes and thankfully he does his checkup every year and like he's never had any issues before like a guy just doesn't lose his eyes and you can tell, like, she's tired and confused. Like, she's very, like, kind of put out here at this point. And just, like, your hair is all messed up. She's been here for hours. Like, it's yeah. middle of the afternoon. She's been here for 12 hours, basically. You know, give or take. Can I go get you a coffee? Uh, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Um, yeah, there's a... There is a really bad machine down the hall to the left... But there is a, they do have a cafe, uh, first floor, uh, on the west side of the building. Yeah, I'll go get you some cafe coffee. I'll be, I'll be back. Oh, thank you. That's, that's very nice of you. Thank, thank you, Elaine. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, uh, Elaine will, like, look at Alvin and, um, and then she'll slip out into the, into the hospital. Okay. And yeah, I mean, you wander about and you find it. Like, is there anything you're doing other than going and getting coffee? She wants to um, check in and be like, uh, when exactly is Brock's uh, CT scan going to be over? Okay. Uh, with like, who, who are you checking in with? Like the, like the nursing station or something like that? Yeah, the nursing station. Uh, she just kind of looks at you Um I, I don't have that information. Uh, it's it's it gets pretty backed up down there. Uh, you know, it's we've had a busy couple of days. The storms have we've gotten stock. You know, we've gotten stocked up pretty good. Yeah, I understand. You got a lot of security in here today. Oh, we had. <laughs> she kind of like looks. We yeah. had a lunatic here last night, just screaming at the top of his lungs about something. Like, attacked one of oh the attacked one of uh, one of the officers here out in the out in the uh, out in the parking lot and, and mm. ran away and everything. And then, 
you know, we've had, oh, man, we've had so many, <laughs> we've had, you just gotta look around. We have so many junkies coming in and I don't know what the hell it is they're on, but they're, you know, they're as strong as giants. Like it's, it's some kind of, I don't know, some, some sort of PCP or whatever. I, I, we don't really know. We're still testing it. Damn labs backed up. That's crazy. Is it from anywhere in particular? Is oh, it that? Don't, I don't know. Okay. We don't know anything about that. Oh, they just come in here and, you know, they've got, you know, suddenly they got forks and knives stabbed in their hands. You know, it's it's because they're watching all of those shows, you know, where they do the, you know, the stunts and things and injure themselves you know, but now they're not feeling it because that's apparently what happens. And then they're crazy and they're seeing things. And you know, two of our nurses got a black eye. We got a, one of our doctors' arm got yanked out of his shoulder, and now he's got a sling. It's just, oh uh, goodness. yeah. As you can imagine, yeah, we we kind of need some extra security around here. Oh, that's I for understand. sure. Understand? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all that you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you. Um, and I'm sorry. Your uh, your friend. I, I, I. Yeah, like, I I just know that they're backed up for for hours. Uh, that there might even be a line in the in the hall still, for all I know. But uh, but we're we're gonna take care of. Um, and she's like, like she's like she's yeah. gonna start asking more questions. But then she kind of thinks, yeah, you know, she's like, eh, we're gonna Is take there- care of your friend. Don't worry. While he's waiting in the hall, are we able to pop in real quick and see him? I, I don't even know if he's waiting down in the hall, but no, okay. that that that's not that's not really a wing for you know for for public movement oh, I here. Thank okay? you. Okay, yeah. All right, we don't want you, honey. There's there's sensitive equipment and everything. Yeah, I I understand. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be waiting up in his room. If you hear anything, would you mind just letting us know? Oh, sure, sure, absolutely, no problem. I can do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. And then uh, Elaine will start heading back to the room, but she like wants to see if she notices anything about the security. Uh, what are you trying to notice that your original awareness test wouldn't have noticed? Like, is there something specific you're looking for? Um, let me think on that. Go outside people. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Uh, outside people, you've heard all that because you had the open line, I think. So you've heard all that. <laughs> we'll say muffled, but you heard it. <laughs> Kyoto called a lunatic. Uh, but yeah, you've heard all that info. Uh, just because I haven't gotten to play with it yet, uh, can we say that Maria brought her drone? Sure. We'll say you probably keep it in the back of your truck or something. That's fine. All right. Because um, I'm wondering if I can kind of throw the drone overhead and see if I can get a sense of like how many of these like Valley MedCorp bands there might be or kind of how much security is around here kind of get a broader lay of the area okay uh sure yeah uh I think you do a role I believe for control uh I think it's wits and tech yeah, role. so there's a couple different roles. Uh, there's the control role, and then there's the actual like stealth and awareness role to see what I see. Yeah, so why don't we just do? Uh, we'll start. Just do a wits tech roll here. Uh, I think we'll start with that. Your basic mm-hmm. drone as you get that set up. 
And it's daylight uh, downtown. Two successes is fine. I think it's straightforward for you to, to fly this thing around. That's fine. Okay. Um, but you're, you're trying to do so in a way that's not going to draw attention. That yeah, so said? that's going to be my stealth plus awareness roll. Okay. Uh, go ahead I'm and roll it. To see. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with it. Um, and you got, and I'm sure you have a, you, you got like, a, you probably are controlling it by tablet. Like it's, I think, you know, some sort of tablet control panel. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead and roll it. Uh, all right. So stealth plus awareness. So how does that work? Because stealth plus awareness are two different. It's okay. You, you can you you can do that. You can combine basically anything. All right. So I'm gonna roll it as if it's dex because that's a one, and then. Okay. Oh darn. All right. All right. Um, can I do a willpower to reroll? Of course. How do I? All right, awareness, and then text again to, and then I'm gonna take one of these. One Modifier. of these what? Uh, it's always fun watching Melissa trying to talk and do all of her stuff at the same time. <laughs> so what she meant about Matt, she troubles with this stuff. Okay, you got two successes. Okay, okay. that'll be that'll be better. Um, that'll essentially with two. Like you're going to get some time with the drone before it's really noticed, uh, but you're not going to get a ton of time. The higher the roller, the longer you'd probably get it. Sure. Um, and so you're looking – so you're specifically interested in information about like how much – how the security spread, how much is there. Or is, that, is that what you're – that's what you're looking for? Yeah, so, so general security, like how, how many of these uh, control folks there are, and then also if there are – if there's any movement with or how many of the Valley Medicore there are. Okay. Valley Medicore, you just see the one van, uh, as far as you know. And if you start flying it around, uh, you do see that in the area immediately around Valleywise Med Center, uh, which is a very large complex, um, that you can see that there's somewhere in the neighborhood of, of six to eight vehicles that you think are security vehicles. If you start expanding a little bit further, you do actually notice that there are... Um, that there is a second Valley Medcore vehicle, but it's in a lot that's kind of off a bit to the to the west, and you in like a, across like a major street, I think across Roosevelt probably, and you can see that that there seems to be like a, a separate location for it, and you do see that like that Valley Medcore um, logo is set up on the the kind of strip mall sign that shows all the different businesses and such that are in a place. Uh, so it looks like it does have headquarters uh, relatively close to where the, uh, the Valleywise Med Center is. Um, if you continue to start spiraling out um, mm-hmm. with, with two successes, you, I mean, you do notice that there are a lot of security vehicles off to the North away from the lot. Uh, away from like the the medical plaza, um, but uh, th- you're, it's hard to say whether it has anything to do with the hospital. You know, there's a there is a prison to the north there. Like there is a like a like a special special needs prison. Um, so like prison like like they where they have um, special requirements and things. And sure, so that's sure. kind of off to the north. And you do see that they have like a no fly zone essentially for this type of stuff. 
And that's when like you start realizing you got to start peeling it back before you get too close. Okay. Um, that's probably all you would see. Uh, Rust, we've got got another one of those uh, Valley Medcore fans uh, across the street. Um, and it looks like we may have found one of their offices. So if it takes them a while inside, we might want to go take a peek over there. Let's do it, Maria. Let's skin the enemy in his den. Or we, or we ask questions and find out information and figure out who needs skin. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll follow your lead, Maria. All right. <laughs> okay. Two of you pull out. You start driving over. It's not that far away. Uh, Alvin, uh, have you been doing anything? I have not been. Maybe just small chat with Louise or Luane. Lindsay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bert. Thank you for the raid, man. Hope your game was good tonight. Welcome, Raiders. Uh, we are uh, we are wandering around a hospital right now because someone lost a patient. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so then we'll say, Elaine, you make it back. Kyote and Maria, you're driving over uh, to the uh, werewolf's back. You're driving over to the uh, to Valley Medcore Center. Um, Lindsay, so, Elaine, Alvin, and let me know when you come up with something, but otherwise I'm going to stick with Maria and Kyote for now. Uh, but, yeah, you drive over. Uh, it's a strip mall. Like You can tell that it looks like it's some kind of urgent care clinic, essentially, but you can tell that like the vehicles themselves, these med vehicles, you saw one by the hospital. You saw one in the parking lot nearby, like kind of around back. Um, but it does look like this is sort of like a hub for this, for this company. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, so Maria's just going to kind of look over to rest and just be like, you, you're, you're my eyes. I'm going to just do some talking. You got it. If things go sideways, well, I've got that crowbar you gave me. There you go. Even though (laughs) Elaine thinks I'm a lunatic, I can keep it together. (laughs) I think you heard that wrong. I think that was Lindsay that said that. I know she thinks I'm a lunatic. That's all right. No, actually, sorry. It was one of the. It was the nurse who said you. It It was Lindsay who said you didn't have friends. That's right. All right, so you go Uh, inside. Yeah, do you want to go inside? Is that the the idea? Okay, yeah, you go inside. No problem. Uh, It's looks again. It looks like some kind of um, looks like an urgent care clinic. Doesn't look to be. You know, it's fairly small. Looks like there's like one person in the waiting room. There's, it looks like a you know a window and a check in you know check in station. Um, There's a TV on. Looks like it's just got like local news station on, uh, like channel three, and uh, yeah, you you do you go up to the to clinic and you're like, and so there's a woman you can see she's got like really curly hair, dark skin. She just says, uh, hey, uh, "Go ahead and sign in right there." You know, she kind of points to it like, uh, like fill out fill out the form if you have uh, medical insurance. Uh, uh, no, if you have no. a card, it's okay if you don't. It's fine. No, no, no. I, I mean, we're we're not. Don't need any medical care. Uh, actually, uh, just I, I know I'm just kind of dropping in. Uh, do you have an office manager or anything that might be available 
to uh, chat for a couple minutes. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, who are you exactly? Um, like, we are kind of I'm busy just, here. <laughs> you look around, just, they're not really busy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I will also look around and just be like, uh, hoping you might have a couple minutes. Uh, just chatting with, you know, folks in the area, just kind of passing out some business cards. I'd love it if you've managers got a, just a quick couple minutes. Uh, okay, sure. Um, and she leans back, Harriet, someone, uh, someone up here needs to talk to you, local business, something or other. I don't know. And, uh, thank you, ma'am. And you can see a a couple moments later, woman comes out, kind of opens the door and tell she probably mid forties or so, uh, business sort of dressed sort of, uh, very professionally. Uh, she comes, doesn't let you in or anything. It's like, uh, can it, can I help you? Uh, uh yeah. Something about Harriet, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's this regarding? Uh, yeah. Uh, my name's Maria. I, um, just, you know, supporting local business and all. I hadn't really seen her run much and, uh, I do plumbing in this area. And I know when you've got a medical facility, you've always got to make sure that you've got water running, got hot water, got to, you know, keep everything up and, you know, I know there's all advertisements and vans and everything going around, but you know, I just thought, you know, local business support local business. Thought I'd pass around. Well, sure, business yeah. Doctor Drebin is very uh, is very interested in creating partnerships with the uh, with the local community. Um, what's the name of your business? Uh, A to Z Plumbing. A to Z Plumbing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not entirely sure how uh, a plumbing company and uh, you know medical you know facilities can can work together but you know uh i'm sure we can be creative i actually have a lot of clients that are local doctor's offices i mean you've got you've got labs you got exam rooms you got to get that hot water running and if uh you know if you don't you can't do your work you're looking for work here no uh i'm sorry uh uh, we do have the the plaza has they they employ utility service I, i i'm sure we have the company's name around here somewhere but uh no i meant uh dr drebin he he runs the clinic he's he's very interested in creating you know community connections with various businesses and groups around here you know charitable donations and events those types of things that that's what i was in reference in reference to i I can't I i can't necessarily hire out um to a private company uh, we do go through, you know, the, and we are renting here after all. Property management and all that. But, you know, occasionally exactly. you, you get the opportunity to tell property management that there might be somebody uh, better to contract with. So um, what do you all do here? Uh, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the businesses in the area. and Sure. Oh. Come uh, before. Right. We are uh, somewhat new. Uh, that's true. Um, basically, uh, we are... We're a medical services facility. We uh, we're privately funded, uh, nonprofit. Uh, we uh, we do work with various groups around town, but but but, but primarily what we're trying to offer is uh, is is both mobile uh, medical services. Uh, as you know, uh, and she kind of gets into this huge spiel. As you know, uh, Phoenix has a, a very high uh, homelessness population, and, uh, and we are trying to to do what we do right by them, do what we can uh, to ensure that they're getting proper medical care, uh, so that we're again no charge, no no cost to them, no questions asked. Uh, and uh, we we have two vans, uh, and we send them out uh, around. Uh, you know, one of them is is public, and we kind of goes to 
you know, various uh, various various stops, and we have another that is uh, for for rent or is it is for you know some sort of uh, event coordination, uh, and uh, yeah, we we give free care, and we also, as you see, we have a we have a, a the clinic as well, uh, so we accept walk-ins, uh, no insurance required, uh, everything is paid for. I, I mean, that is just doing great work. It's it's really uh, good to see, especially this time of year with the heat. I mean, you. Must be of a course. very busy time for you. You are. Yeah, that is very true. That is very dehydration has uh, is is a significant danger. Absolutely, uh, heat stroke. Of course, there's many dangers, uh, especially to, to those uh, who are who are without homes. Uh, but uh, that is just the the mission statement of uh, of, of Dr. Drebin. He's our uh, he, you know he's, he's 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 who's in charge, and we're all here just uh, kind of serving his vision. Yeah, uh, it, it seems like you don't have uh, too many patients today. Is he uh, is he around? Uh, Doctor Drebin, is he? Well, uh, he is here. Yes. Uh, however, uh, he is with clients uh, currently. Patients. Um, hmm. Uh, okay. The, okay at that roll. point. Yeah, right, loses, is losing his mind a little bit. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like a pit bull tugging at a chain. <laughs> he looks over me. He's like, "All right, okay, listen, yeah. lady. I- listen, lady. Tell Doctor Drebin that we got somebody without eyeballs uh. that he needs to see." Uh, Harry looks he slams over his hand down and he's like he had eyeballs yesterday he don't have eyeballs today I believe is your friends alright no he got no eyeballs no I was speaking with um <laughs> the woman <laughs> she looks, looks at Maria is he okay uh, well, he, I, I he work at one of, of the services? homeless shelters you were talking about Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Which one? He gives her the name. He gives. Okay. He yeah, gives yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. We've been trying to organize events uh, with Mr. Davies. Yes, uh, he's uh, he's due to return our call. I think we're we're, we're scheduling. Rock and a I meeting. are close. We're very close. But we were that's we were at the wonderful. hospital, and and we've got like I said, we've got a friend with no eyes, and he had eyes yesterday, and and Doctor Drebin was so nice to communicate with the shelter. That uh, we trust him more than anybody else, so we wanted to talk to him about what would cause this. Isn't that right, Maria? Uh, I'm just going to pause for a second. Welcome, <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> think, think, think. <laughs> Thank you, right. Murder Hobos, Jacobos. <laughs> she looks towards you, shock on her face. Crazy person. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Out of his mind. And she's probably used to dealing with this kind of stuff too. So, like, that sounds interesting. Uh, can oh. I do some type of um, role? So yes. now that like Absolutely. Rust is talking, like I would like to get some sense of her reaction to this information. So, like, if the if the is the if the goal is ultimately to talk to Doctor Drebin, uh, this sounds to me like a persuasion role. Um, manipulation or persuasion probably makes the most sense. Um, I am going to increase the difficulty probably because I do think that <laughs> Rust is coming across pretty strong. Um, so I will put this – it was going to be moderate, So, but I'm going to kick it to challenging uh, as you're trying to, in the middle of the workday, gain access to the doctor on staff. Like the guy who's in charge, 
with possibly a crazy person in tow. So, uh, so is it for, composure or persuasion? Uh, yeah, it's going to be persuasion, and you can pick between um, – no, not composure. I was going to say manipulation or um, – uh, I actually, I think composure would apply here because, like, this is kind of a strange situation uh, with, with, <laughs> Maria, with Rust. We do need an appointment. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll take composure. Sure, sure. <laughs> you're going to need four successes to be able to see the doctor. All right. Um, and okay. <laughs> Triple A to Z plumbing. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that's a good roll. Oh, Holy my gosh. Crap, that's seven <laughs> successes. So clearly Maria's brain works way faster than Melissa's brain and sure. words come out. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Well, uh, oh, I'm sure if uh, I'm if you're a friend of uh, Mr. Davies, I'm sure maybe maybe m- Mr. Maybe maybe the doctor would want to speak with you. And uh, um, I, sure. One one moment. Let me. um. You know what? Come, why don't you come back with me? We do have a conference room back here. Uh, I can have you uh, wait in and see if uh, if Doctor Drippin is, is is available. Uh, one moment. Uh, so she kind of leads you back, and like you kind of, and it's a modest place, nothing you know, pretty fancy. And and she kind of sets you off into a into a conference room. And she says, and if, "Just give me a few moments. Let me see if he's done with the uh, with his current client, and uh, I'll be back." Um, as we were moving through, Rust was scanning for any obvious security measures, you know, how she buzzes people back, you know, yeah. if there are security cameras, how they're pointed, yeah. if they're swivels. Awareness, straightforward. So two successes, probably all you really need. Was there like one person in the waiting room? There was one person in the waiting room. <laughs> okay, three Just successes. Glancing is good. at that, whenever they're thinking. Yeah, you can see they got person. their, 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 <laughs> So I mean, when, as you come in, like you can see, they, their head is down in their hands, and they're talking to themselves, and they they seem kind of lost, uh, like they're they're very confused. And you can also they're, they're kind of covered in some some wounds here and there, but they have eyes, so you're pretty sure they're okay. There's that um, at least. So yeah, Kyoto, knowing your question, yeah, they, Kyoto, have they, <laughs> they have eyes. They have eyes. you do see, yeah, there are multiple uh, cameras. Actually, more than you would probably expect in a place like this. Uh, there's one right over the the entrance to the to the entire area. There's one. There's a second one that looks to be within the um, within the waiting rooms. So there's like two total. One of them looks right there at the front door. One of them looks at the waiting area and it looks like there's one on the inside of the door. The door itself, you notice that it doesn't, it's, it looks more like a mechanical lock that sort of locks from the outside. And then, the, you know, if you're inside of it, you can open up. So it doesn't seem to be electronic. Um, but then there's like at every, at like a, at the one corner that you have, when you had to come back, there's another camera. So like basically the hallways seem to be covered. Um, you never, I would say with the, with three successes, you, you do notice that there's, there's a couple rooms, um, but you don't really see many other patients or anybody moving around. There's like one or two other office workers, someone in scrubs. So you assume like a nurse or, or a medical assistant of some kind. Um, but it doesn't look that busy, uh, back here, uh, as the two of you say, we sit, you sit down in the, in the, uh, in the conference room. I'm going to take this opportunity to kick it back over to Elaine and Alvin, check in with them. It's been some time, and Brock is still not back. Um, what do you want to do? Yeah, unfortunately, we can't wait all afternoon. I think we're going to get going here. 
But we do recommend if he does make it back to the patient room, that's check him out as soon as possible. Uh, well, that's, um, I mean, we definitely want to get to the bottom of what before he was brutally assaulted. Yeah. Would so, you mind just giving me a call when he returns? Uh, sure. I can, I can do that. Sure. That's, that's fine. Um, okay. Uh, I, I would think he's, uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. And I think we're going to try and make our way to this like CT area. Just get a okay. peek. Okay, so you're going into a location that's not necessarily uh, open to just anybody. So what's your general strategy for doing that? If there's maybe like some sort of nurse's gown or a protective gown, maybe we'll just put that on to look the part. So you want to try to snatch a... Uh, you want to try to snatch like scrubs or something? Oh, man, yeah. this is great. Okay. Uh, I think that's Sutterfuge. Or is that Larceny? I always get those two confused. Larceny is uh, all about the stealing and breaking into things. Subterfuge is about after you get them. What do you do? Making people believe that you're a doctor or something. Okay. So we'll go Larceny then as you're trying to get into like a, uh, you know, um, supply station to get, you know, to get proper nursing gear or something like that. Um, so it sounds like a Larceny test. Uh, probably you can apply it a lot of, I mean, I could take a lot of different attributes for this. So it sort of depends on your approach. Are you trying to observe and time it? That might be a wits. Are you trying to do it quickly? That might be you know, dexterity or something like that. So do you have any larceny, Elaine? All right. You're muted, I'll just do. I what? You were muted. Oh, I don't. Okay. I'll just do a dex. Make it as quick as possible. Okay, so you're just going to try to, as quickly as, like, just super quick, uh, without trying to get anyone to see, you're trying to make, you, you maybe you're kind of waiting by the door like, of, like, a supply. St- yeah, and you're trying to quickly, like, stick a foot out or reach an arm in to kind of keep the door from, from closing. Um, okay, uh, let's put the difficulty at uh, three successes. What's, what's your, you're your marshal, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so I just, just want to get into the mechanics here for a second. Elaine, you are underground. Yes. So this this would be your creed field. No one's rolled yet. Yeah. No one's rolled yet. That's why I'm bringing this up. Okay. No one's rolled yet. So if we wanted to kind of restage this and say Alvin's helping you and you do the role, you could you, you could tap into despair. Like so, you could tap into desperation dice, which were at despair two. So you would get two extra dice on this. The difficulty okay. is going to be three to do this. So. Okay. Just throwing that out there as an option. I'll sister it then, if she could tap okay. into that. Okay. Um, and you, we said dexterity? Yeah, but you're welcome to change it. Like, if you want to change it. Could I do wits? Approach. Like, I'm, like, watching to see, like, if someone's frequently entering. Yeah. Maybe. Time it right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with it. So Our wits. Sister. And you're using the desperation dice, which should pop up for you. And then you can get the plus one from Alvin giving you a hand as well. And you're going to need three successes on this. And if you roll a one on any of the desperation dice, then we'll we'll tackle what happens then. Because overreach. We get to play with the rules. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and we said uh, difficulty of... Unless Alvin wants to punch the nurses. Because uh, then that would be his creed field. <laughs> so there's that as well. I'm nervous. Okay. What does this mean? It's good. It's good. 
Yeah, you don't want to get ones on your desperation. Okay. Dice. That's the orange stuff. Okay. <laughs> that was stressful. I was very nervous. <laughs> right. So you we so maybe it's kind of like kind of how we set it up. Like the like you're there, kind of observing, watching, waiting around. Everyone things are kind of busy. You know, maybe you know Alvin's kind of there to respond to you when you give him the signal, and so like he kind of runs over and. And it sticks a foot in the door as it's closing very slowly, and you're able to sneak in, grab a couple pairs of scrubs, and throw the scrubs on. Um, you know, and so now both of you are are wearing scrubs. And there's this, we'll say there's a you know there's a bathroom nearby. You can go and change out in to to not make it too difficult. Um, so yeah, both of you have scrubs on. Uh, you're in the hospital. Uh, you don't have any you know you don't have badges or anything like that. But you at the very least you have on the the, the proper gear. What do you want to do? What's next? Next is try to make our way through the doors as best as possible. Get to the CT area. Okay. Um, it's not hard to find. Like there's there's signs everywhere. So like navigating this is is, is relatively easy. Uh, you get on the uh, you get on the elevator and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a little. Actually, I'm not going to do a roll. I'm gonna. I'm just going to tap into one of my complications. Get on the oh. elevator. Right as the elevator doors are closing, you see the classic hand slide into the elevator, and kind of pushes the door open. And there you see a fairly big dude in his security gear. You know, you can tell he's got. It's not like a full-on kind of ballistic vest, but you can tell. I think it's called like ballistic cloth. Like that's the tier. It's not like a full-on Kevlar or anything. But he steps in. He's got. He's. He looks like you know a, a uniformed officer. Um, but both of you, because you know what to look for, it's been mentioned to you before. You do notice that like there's no like the badge that they do have these badges, but you can tell it's not the city of Phoenix. Like you do see that the badge is almost like a, it's sort of there almost like show, but instead like you see this moniker for lockroom, lockroom control. And so you can see he steps on and he does the really awkward thing. Never do this on an elevator, by the way, because they're, this is breaking social construct. Uh, you step onto an elevator. Most of the time people turn around and face the door. That's not what this guy does. He steps on and he's staring at the two of you right now. <laughs> He's just looking right at you. Afternoon uh, uh, there, busy, keeping busy. Yeah, 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 definitely keeping busy. It's been a been a weird, uh, weird couple hours and day or so, uh, doctor. And you see him lean in, kind of as if he's looking for your badge, your ID badge, to try to you know to try to uh, seem to be missing your identification there. Oh. I don't know, maybe your friend here has it. And you can see he kind of leans over towards Elaine. Oh, look at that. So, uh, so you're going gonna to come with me? Uh, or uh, you going to give me some fancy story? Uh, how, how we want to handle this? Uh, is there a problem? I, might, I forgot my badge, but... You forgot your badge? It happens. Where did you forget your badge? My other scrubs, probably. Go get them. Your other scrubs. That's a good one. This guy right here. He kind of looks over lane. This guy, other scrubs. That's great. That's great. What about you? What's your story? Both of you just forgot them? Are they both in your scrubs? Or did you forget them in your other scrubs too? 
as, as I pat around my pants, oh, looks like I got something. But I pull out my fists instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just strangle with this guy here. Okay. Uh, sure. Absolutely. So go ahead and roll. Uh, this is so we're going to be doing. You do brawl, right? I think. Yeah. All right. So this is contested. Uh, let me get you. I'm going to give you a bonus since it's kind of surprising. Since you're like you kind of you, you threw the first punch when it looked like he was just sort of making jokes. Uh, let me get the difficulty for you one sec. Gotta go into my GM only. Oop, that's the wrong one. Get my lockroom control block. Uh, okay. So. Okay. This is going to have a difficulty of four. Uh, but I'll get, I'll say take a, take a plus one bonus to this. Take an extra die. Uh, because I think you're doing this relatively. Is he armed? Uh, he's got, he's not holding it, but he has a gun on his side for sure. He does. He's got all of the usual stuff. He's got that heavy utility belt with all of the various gadgets and things. Um, but yeah, okay. this is going to be a difficulty of four. I do have a special deer to my brawl, unarmed humans. So he's not armed. Uh, that's true. Uh, however, this guy's aware. No, you're right. He's the human. That's fine. Elaine, uh, what are you doing before you roll? Elaine, what are you going to do in this situation? He's he's turning to you, and he's yeah, he he he. You can tell this guy thinks he's got you dead to rights. Like you guys are sneaking around. You're not. You're doing stuff you're not supposed to. He he. You can tell he's being he's being like this powerful man about it, right? What are you doing, Elaine? Uh, I was going to lie that we were having a conjugal visit and we lost it somewhere <laughs> in, in, in the hospital. That would have been great too. Um, but if, if Alvin does just straight clock him, um, Elaine will go to hit the emergency stop button on the elevator. Okay. Uh, so two things we'll say. I mean, if you want, we can say you say that, like, if you give that story, I'm more than happy to say that that is enough to speak. You were doing what? And he kind of turns over. And that's enough to, to me to, like, give. And yeah. like, you can take an extra <laughs> die for that. Alvin is an okay, assist. Yeah. Uh, but, Elaine, you would know hitting that emergency, that emergency thing could draw more attention to the elevator. Just so you Oh, know, what? It? Okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. So just so I mean, I think that's one of those things I think Elaine would know being. A, a yeah. Kid. Yeah. OK. All right, Alvin, uh, go ahead and roll it. Um, difficulty four. Oh man, <laughs> with the one moderate, uh, with a plus one because you're doing it for surprise, yeah. and then a plus one as well for a lead. You get two extra die. And don't forget, you have the chance to use desperation dice. This is desperation. Cool. If you want to use the two desperation dice, you can, because uh, this is your creed. This is your fighting. So yeah, that's fine. And then I think Melissa's keeping track of the audience dice. So if you wanted to tap into that for oh, yeah. one of them, we've got plenty. You can tap into one at a time. Uh, I'll use one desperation because I'm not too sure how that works. You yet. have to. So it's it's whatever the you have to use as many as the as trackers as at the trackers mm-hmm. at two because there is a downside to it if you roll one. I see. Uh, I'll just do it clean then without desperation. Okay. Do you want audience? No, I have a, a lot here. I want to see okay. my capabilities. Okay, let's All see right. it. He's like, I'm just testing my limits. It's limit testing right here. Oh my god, oh, that's a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Remind me never get into a fight with Al. He's been doing judo for like thirty years. He said something like that. Okay. Oh goodness. All right. So. Wow. Oh god, and you have a crit in there too, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. I see a crit in there. Yeah. 
All right. So Elaine, you start getting into the story about how, you know, conjugal visit, we, we were in the supply closet. I'm sorry. Like we're, and he's like, and you can see he's, he's once or twice. It almost seems like he kind of bought, he kind of eyes you guys up and down sort of thinks about it. And then he's like, and then right as he's about to sort of answer or respond, all of a sudden Alvin unleashes a few judo moves and you can see the guy's jaw just becomes rubber and it kind of flops back and forth a bit. However, um, I mean, you do an amazing, like you, you cold cock him, you like kind of turn him around, his head smashes against the side of the hospital, you kind of grab his arm, bend it back beneath his, you know, beneath his back, and you can hear him, like, you know, parts of him crack, you know, the bones crack and everything. You start laying a couple extra punches into his sides as this all goes down. Uh, so damage-wise, that should be, so it's four damage. Because it's uh, the difference between the number of successes you got and the number of successes you needed. So it's four. Um, but then he's also got this ballistic cloth armor. So as some of your some of it goes through. So you're by the end of the day, uh, you're able to actually do, I think, two damage to him. So which means he's still up. And you can see that he's like he's reaching for like his, you know, he's he's got a radio on his chest and he's trying to to communicate, but you got his, you kind of got your, like the arm kind of pinned to the awkward. So he's not able to get it quickly. Uh, but he's, Oh, you fucking shouldn't have done that. Like, this is how it's going to go down. All right. And, uh, you can sell like he's getting ready to like, he's reaching down what looks like for like one of like, you're not, you're not sure if it's his gun he's going for, if he's going for a different weapon, but he's going for something. And, uh, what do you two want to do here? Oh God! Uh. <laughs> You're you, this is happening. Yep. <laughs> You're fighting this guy in an elevator as you're going down to the CT scan room. Oh Christ! So you've done two damage to him, uh, which is great. Like you've 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 definitely you've you've got a good shot in on his face. But as you try to kind of finish and like take him, it's like you couldn't knock him out all at once, but he's still up. Then I'll just grapple him, try to get a chokehold going. Okay. Choke him out. All right. Sure you want to try it? Oh, done. That's not, that sounds great. Uh, it's going to be the same difficulty as before. Elaine, what are you doing in this situation? Uh, I'm going to try and get his weapon away. Oh, okay. You want to try it? You want to you go Disarm for his gun? Him. Yeah. Okay. So you want to go for his gun? Okay. Uh, so... It's going to be difficulty four for Alvin. Uh, it's going to be it's, it's going to technically be the same difficulty for Elaine. Uh, but what what will happen is is whoever whoever we want to resolve first, the second person is going. It'll probably be easier. So, um, do we want Alvin to resolve first? Yeah, I can do it. Okay, so you get you'll get you'll get four, and Elaine you'll get three. So okay. Alvin, go ahead and roll your your brawl against a difficulty four. What should I roll? Uh, you can go for probably, I would say dexterity is the attribute that makes the most sense in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably just do brawl if you wanted. I don't. I think that's fine. Um, larceny technically could work if you wanted to roll that. Okay. That's, that's what I'm thinking between those two. 
27 success. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. And there weren't even any crits in there and he still got All seven. right. Seven points. Again, some of that is mitigated because he is like you're punching and punch, like you're getting a couple shots in on his face. You're, you're going for like the body shots, but you can tell he's got, you know, he's got this ballistic cloth on. You can, the elevator's going down. It, fortunately, it hasn't dinged and opened yet. Um, and you're able to do more damage, but he is still kind of kicking, you know, he's still there kind of thrashing about and he's, you can tell he's blocking, you know, kind of with one arm, like every time you try to like kind of go and choke him out, he's kind of putting the hand, he's putting the arm up. But if you got him, you got him pinned at this point, but he's got his arm kind of up underneath it as you're trying to kind of choke him out a bit. Um, Elaine, you're, go ahead and you roll yours. Uh, Mel, can I have a dice, please? Uh, Of course. Uh, three. So meets. Uh, the three will actually meet, yeah, because of the because it's diminishing returns on that. So as he's uh, kind of reaching back, trying to punch Alvin, you you take that opportunity to reach down. You just you grab the gun from him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do we do with that gun? What do you do now? Is he's he's not out yet, but he's definitely he's pinned. You can like Alvin, you're kind of bringing him. You're feeling his body kind of go limp. Alvin, you've got you've or excuse me, Elaine, you've got the gun, and you also notice the elevator is going down to that basement level where the CT scan is. You just passed through level, you know, through like floor one. You've got uh-huh. maybe ten seconds here to decide how you want to sort of resolve this. Oh Jesus Christ! What do we want to do? Do I kill him? Just knock him out. <laughs> just knock him out. Uh, no, I'll hit him on the head. Unload a full clip right there. No one will notice that. I'll hit him on top of the head. Okay. Okay. You're just going to smash him. You're going to kind of. Yeah. Okay. Cold I like that. him. Alvin, are you just going to continue to try to bring yeah, him Yeah, I'm going to tighten the grip here. He's got to get yep. out. Okay. Uh, so it's the same deal as before. Just roll. I think for Elaine, it's melee though now because you're using the, the gun to kind of uh, smash into him. And he's. And he keeps trying to like. Yeah, he's got his arm up underneath the like the chokehold, but you can feel it kind of like he's giving on that. The other arm is trying to reach, but he can't quite get to his get to his uh, get to his radio. Uh, go ahead and roll it, both of you. We'll resolve. I would like a dice. Yep. <laughs> the same difficulty. Same difficulties before four and th- four and three. Nice job, Elaine. Five. Wow. Okay. Between the two of you, as he's, and he can, you can see he looks up. His eyes are kind of like wide. His face is just, I mean, like it, the complexion is completely different than when you first met him. And he's looking like he's trying to say something, like he's like threatening you. And Elaine, you just take the gun and right in his face, and he just goes out completely. A little splurt of blood kind of comes out where you hit him, and he's unconscious uh, in the middle of this elevator. And that's when you hear. Ding! <laughs> the elevator has reached the reached the basement. The doors are about to open. I will let you think about that as we'll cut over to the other. So I'll give you two a chance <laughs> to think about it. We'll cut back over as uh, we are. We're going to go to a conference room. Equally exciting. Equally exciting. <laughs> Before as the doctor a- or anybody else comes in, uh, sure. Rust would very awkwardly get right in front of Maria. He pulls his hood up of his on his Baja sweatshirt and he grabs both of her ha- both of her hands and he's like almost nose to nose and he puts his his puts his forehead down on her shoulder and then he says, "Maria, security in here is tighter than a mental hospital. And I don't see any patients back here. 
Something weird's going on. Just wanted you to know. And then he steps way back because he is doesn't like touching people. <laughs> He's like, sure. I I gotcha. I gotcha. We use, we talk, we see what we get. We're talking. Well, we take him. Last resort. Last option. Yes, ma'am. You know me. I can talk to anybody. And once we uh, can't do that anymore, we'll figure something else out. I'll, I'll try to be quiet this time. Sorry. I got carried away. Well, you know, it, it got us it got us back here, so can't say it was the worst thing. Is there anything of note in the room? Pretty standard. Uh, if you look around, you'll see some pictures, some photos up here and there, uh, hanging out on the walls. Looks like photos of, like, they're framed of various events, various politicians. You probably would recognize some from the valley here and there. Uh, different events that looks like the company is um, is associated with. Um, you, uh, let's see. Um, you would probably know as maybe a couple degrees or something like that as well. Though I'm not sure if that'd be in the conference room, but uh, maybe references to like, you know, Johns Hopkins and things like that. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, both of you can roll. It's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. Uh, but I'll say roll an intelligence. We'll call it. Hmm. Uh, let's call I guess politics would probably make the most sense here. Intelligence politics test. Um, eh. And I'm going to put it at a fairly high difficulty. Uh, I'm going to put this at a challenging difficulty. So four. Yeah. Um, I'll take a audience. Dice. Okay. I, uh, it's not worth wasting it on me. This would... It would have to be a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily have a great chance, but we'll see. Nope, that's one. Yeah. I mean, you go through some of the photos and things like that, and you see, like, different companies and different, you know, people, and you you vaguely recognize them. Maybe you saw them on a news broadcast or in the, you know, Arizona Republic or something like that, you know, you know, kind of seeing it, you know, here or there. You recognize some of these locations as well. Um, you know, other, uh, other sites, other kind of, you know, like homeless shelter here, hospital there, a couple other locations, people of note. Um what I'll say is you don't recognize them right now, but you have phones, and so maybe you snap a couple photos or something and something you can kind yeah. of try to roll later again uh, if you yeah. see if you can kind of recognize any of them. I mean, basically, uh, you know, we're just kind of looking at each other like, this guy is well-connected. <laughs> I don't know who half these people yeah. are, but he knows a lot of people. You see the Phoenix mayor. You know, you see uh, governor of Arizona. You see a couple mm-hmm. Congress people, et cetera. You see a lot of other business owners, um, some big time folks, things like that. Um, eventually, though, the door will open up and you'll see uh, walking in man in his probably late 40s, early 50s. Looks to be in pretty good health, kind of tan, got dirty blonde hair, clean shaven. Uh, he is uh, dressed in, you know, slacks and a, and a button down. He's got the sleeves rolled up. 
he's got kind of a, a sort of a nice smile as he walks in. He's like, uh, uh, hello there. What's a, uh, Sorry, uh, A to Z Plumbing, I believe, uh, and uh, That's you, uh, you're. I real. We have a, a friend in common. You're a friend of a uh, friend of Brock Davies. Uh, oh, he's a fine man. He kind of sends his hand out, kind of leans across the table to shake your hands. Uh, I'm has a um, very Doctor Firm Handshake, Doctor Wendell Drub. That's a very firm handshake you got there. Uh, oh, gee, working uh, worker of the world. Okay, excellent, uh, and got. Uh, Extends the hand out to Rust. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't shake hands, Doctor. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. Understand. No problem. Uh, sure. Uh, so um, Harriet tells me. Um, well, she tells me some strange things. <laughs> uh, but also, you might be interested in uh, putting together some uh, kind of charity event or coordinating. Is that is that, is that what I I heard? Absolutely. Uh, it seems like you, you know, and Maria points around to, you know, kind of all the pictures up around. I it, keep yourself busy. It's uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Even find time to see patients when you're, uh, you know, shaking hands with all the important people around. Well, I, I like to say uh, that, uh, you know, medicine uh, is more like a hobby. Uh, and my, my true passion is, uh, is philanthropy. You know, it's uh uh, something you know it's a little joke we have around here he kind of laughs it off a little bit uh both of you both of you go ahead as he's kind of sitting there at the table looking across from you he's got this sort of very smug smile on his face um both of you roll Composure like plus resolve. Something. No, 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 no. Oh, resolve. Uh, roll composure plus resolve. Okay. Uh, difficulty of three. Uh, so composure. Can I take one of the dice from the That's audience? Nice. Yep, yep. Uh, four successes for Russ. That's a pass. Uh, Maria, I know you got a ton of composure too. Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to figure out how to do this. The plus. Click the on other. one, and then from the drop down menu, pick the other. Sure. Solve. Okay. There go, four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, both of you kind of, you know, as you're sitting there, kind of looking around, like he. You get, you know, he's he's very charming. Uh, you know, you can tell as he sits down, like he's, you know, even though like maybe there's a bit of um, anger, or hostility, or suspicion towards him as you come in, but he starts talking. And he kind of, you know, gives you the gives you the grin, the smile, kind of the way he kind of leans back. You know, there's something about him, but you know, you kind of shake it off a bit, and you kind of keep talking. Um, Do I get any but, supernatural vibe from him? Uh yeah. It, it, you, I think, probably what alarmed you, Kyote, is that like you, you, like you already feel like this intense suspicion towards him, and you felt like that almost like kind of instantly melt away for like a split second before like your suspicion kind of came back, and that probably maybe even heightens your suspicion even more. So yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, we just put those pictures up. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, we put them up to impress people. Uh, you put a couple of those pitchers up, the next, you know, the next group come in here and they give us more money and uh, we're able to spread that money around to the, you know, the folks who need it around here. Uh, there's a very large homeless population uh, within Phoenix and uh, not a whole lot of people are trying to help them out. And, uh, you know, they've gotten forgotten. And uh, I think and so that's just... what exactly just, do, you, uh, do you do to help them? I mean, I see you've got this place here, uh, but I mean, that's a sure. whole a lot of money coming in. Well, uh, you know, there's there's always more money to be had. Uh, there's there's only so many neighborhoods that we, uh, we we currently have within our radius. We're trying to expand if we can. Uh, we've only got two vans trying to increase the fleet. Um, really just kind of hanging around here in Central City. We'd like to kind of spread out across, uh, across the 17 maybe, uh, bit by bit here and there. Uh, but uh, what we do uh, is... As you know, it's, it's, you know, even people in good health, even people with health insurance, sometimes it's hard to get them to go see the doctor. And those, those people are, are often the ones that are, are in least need. It's even harder to get those that are in the most need to kind of come see us. And so instead of trying to get them to come see us, well, we bring it to them. And that's, that's what we do. Quick question. Uh, Conference room. Four walls, one door, any windows, any cameras? Uh, so there's one one of the walls. So we'll say you came in on a wall, glass, you know, glass wall. It's got blinds here and there. They're not fully open or fully closed. They're kind of on an angle. You look around the conference room, no cameras. I'll roll over your awareness from before, but you do know that the, there's a camera on the door in the hallway. And so there is the possibility that if something kind of went south in here, it could potentially get caught by that. Uh, but not automatic. Um, but yeah, he just says, so, you know, we're just, we're just doing what we can. That's, uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, we got a lot of different companies on board. Uh, there's a lot of goodwill here in the Valley. And uh, we got, you know, contracts with different companies around here. And they provide us with some supplies. They, uh, you know, they provide us with some funding. Uh, we've got a nice contract with ValleyWise next door. Well, some of their... Nurses and medical assistants, they moonlight with us. We even got a couple doctors that uh, come out and uh, the need it and the need arises. Uh, but yeah, we're doing good things here. Uh, we've I tell you at the shelter, we really appreciate it. There's there's so many unnatural things that prey on those of us who have no home. And with that, Rust is gonna try to repel him just to see if what happens okay so he, he focuses on this anakian script in his hands and he just envisions pushing this guy away okay let me see, see if anything happens at all difficulty double check one sec uh this will be a difficulty of five sweet mother of god <laughs> is that right <laughs> that can't be right is that right no, that's no, it's not five. Sorry. I was gonna say, whoo. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have this. He's an elder god. We're running. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, difficulty of three. Difficult uh, difficulty of three, that is right. Okay. We have dice uh, left. Now, uh, since he is supernatural, can I use desperation dice since that's my creed? Uh absolutely, yeah. Go right ahead. And I'll go ahead and use one dice from I just want to see what this guy does. 
And so Rust kind of positions himself with his back to the door and this guy in the room when he starts mm-hmm. talking. And then, then he just sort of unleashes. Okay. Uh, wow. You do see that he just, uh, he's going through the spiel. He's talking to Maria. He's very affable, saying nice things. Um. Not really kind of, you know, every now and then he kind of looks over towards you to kind of make it seem like he's including you in the conversation as you kind of go through whatever sort of subtle machination that you do on the side. Uh, you actually can see like he he has this like moment of where he just kind of flinches uh, like to the point where he nearly falls out of his chair and kind of just kind of kicks it over and he kind of looks over towards you. And he looks over towards Maria, and he looks over towards you. And are you doing anything other than repelling him, other than kind of pushing him? Is that the goal here? That's it. Okay. I, I, he's hell. I mean, he can't approach us yeah. as right. long as that's in effect. But and so he kind of looks at you, and you can tell that he's got this moment of curiosity about what just happened. But he quickly puts the facade back on. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, been a long day, you know. Uh, Everything okay? That's all right, Doctor. You and I, we understand one another a little better now, I think. Uh, sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, about that event. So, Brock and I, as uh, he kind of starts now looking at Russ, sort of, and you can definitely tell he's sort of appraising you currently. So, uh, yeah, Brock and I were talking about doing an event uh, within the next uh, next two weeks, trying to make uh, make his shelter one of the, the main stops on our route. Uh, maybe uh, we're talking about every Thursday, trying to do a couple hours uh, in the parking lot, you know, well, getting whoever. Brock, uh, Brock's in the hospital now, actually, so we... We may have to put that on hold. Something stole his eyes last night. Does that ring a bell? Anything you hear about something like that, doctor? Uh, I stole his eyes. Uh, it's not something to laugh about. Uh, absolutely. I apologize. It's not the intention here. Uh, it's just, what does that actually mean, stole his eyes? Well, let's put it this way. Let's imagine he's looking dead in this guy's eyes that there are supernatural things out there. Some of them like to hide in plain sight. Some of them may be completely covered in eyes and like to steal the eyes out of people. They make people very curious. Uh, I mean, the shelter appreciates your concern. But I'm thinking I might have to take this up with St. Leopold. Uh, he kind of looks over to Maria. He looks at Rust. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation. Um, but uh, he kind of looks at the watch. I do have other appointments uh, this afternoon. Um if uh, if if Brock has been injured, I will gladly uh, go ahead uh, and take a look at him. You know what? I got so many friends over at Valleywise; it shouldn't be too difficult for me to, you know. You know what? Hop on over and 
take a glance. You know, if if he managed to find his way out of that hospital and found his way home, I think I'd probably forget we ever had this conversation. Yeah. I don't know. There's a it's a pretty big hospital. Easy All to right. get lost. Well. You fight the war however you choose to fight it. You're a funny guy. This guy's a funny guy. I don't know where you found him, uh, but this is a funny guy right here. Anyway, uh, Maria, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I walk. Leave- he, so Rust will walk a little bit closer to him just to push him further back. <laughs> and he'll he'll like kind of start weaving around. Like he's like very conf- You could tell he's like kind of confused and like ah uh, doesn't ha- doesn't shake hands, but uh, doesn't recognize personal space either. Why don't we? Uh, and anyhow. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and leave, Doctor, but based on the amount of cooperation you were willing to give me today, I'm, I'm sure we'll be seeing one another again. Well, I'm sure we will. And I'll tell you what, uh, if you leave your number with uh, uh, my office staff up front, uh, I'll go ahead and give you a ring after I do, uh, do a nice little thorough checkup on Brock. How about that? Hey, that's okay. I'll let the church know that you'll be looking in on them, and we'll see how many of them want to look in on you. <laughs> okay, then. I think we understand each other. All right. All right. Uh, you all know the way out. Uh, go out, go right ahead. It's been a, been a pleasure talking with you. Brock backs out because he's almost – I mean, uh, Russ yeah. Brock's out, backs out because he's, he's almost peeing his pants. He's terrified at this point. <laughs> he's trying not to show it. <laughs> Uh, Maria, he extends a handshake to you. Do you shake his hand? Maria. (laughs) Uh, He's unclean. He's one of the monsters. Maria's going to shake his hand just as, just as gruffly as it was the first time. Damn it. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to pull in close to you, Maria, and he's going to, he's going to whisper. He's just going to say, I think you're. I think your friends uh, might be using. I'm not sure if you've heard. There's a terrible new drug uh, going around the going around the valley. We see it all the time in the van. People seeing things, saying things, doing things beyond. You know, like acting real. I mean, I hate to use the term crazy, but they're seeing things. I think you might want to. I think you might want to get your friend a little little checkup, just in case. Maybe uh, flush it out of his system. It takes a couple days to get on out, but it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, it's very nice to meet you. I'll always take a bit of advice, and maybe we'll, our paths will cross again. I, I think the uh, the shelter's probably off the table for right now, though. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Yeah. Um, so, Kyoti backed out, you said? Backed out of the room at this point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, he'll back up and he'll start walking. Yeah, no, we uh, we talked with uh, with a Lindsay too. She seemed to be fairly interested in it. So we'll go ahead and just. And he kind of does the Bill Lungbird, kind of like crack mm. his back type of thing. We're just gonna go ahead and uh, see what she has to say about this. But uh, you two are fun, and he he backs out and kind of heads down the hall towards his office. Okay. Did you leave? Maria, on the way out, 
just because she feels like pissing this guy off, she's going <laughs> to... She's going to pull out a cigarette and light it up before she leaves. What? <laughs> okay. You're just walking through the halls. Smoking yep. a cigarette. Okay. You get up to the door. You get up to the front. And the woman, uh, the original woman that you spoke to at the desk, she kind of, she's like, are you two have a nice day? And then she's like, you know, those things are going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Not before your boss tries to. What? <laughs> what was that? Oh, he's he's gentle as a clam. I don't know if that's the phrase, but he's gentle. <laughs> you, you, uh, you have a good day there, man. Well, you too. Yeah. Uh, and you go and you start to leave. And you notice that the, um, that the waiting room is completely empty. And the person that was there is, is gone. And the two of you exit. Uh, we'll kick it over to the elevator. Where you've had ample opportunity to think how you're going to handle this. <laughs> I'm not sure if you communicated in Discord, but the, the elevator... Just dinged. You have an unconscious security guard here for lockroom control. And the door is about to open up. What do you two do? You guys, you have a moment to do something quick before those doors open. Uh, I'm just going to pick him up here. Give him a shoulder to lean on. Okay, you're going to pick him up. You're going to weaken at Bernie's him. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, (laughs) and Elaine's going to quickly wipe down the gun and put it back in his holster. Okay, I think both those. Okay, we'll say both those things can happen. That's fine. It dings, opens up. Uh, let's see, high or low? Long? Let's go low. Okay. You open up, and there is no one immediately waiting. But as you step out, and you're you've got him on your shoulder, you look off to the right. You look off to the left. You see in both directions. Uh, there's kind of the hallway extends. You can see there are patient beds that have been lined up in the hall. You can see that there is a there's like a couple different hallways going directly away. There's two different hallways going direct and away from the elevator as well. There's all these different signs kind of pointing in different directions, and uh, you can see there are there is there is personnel around here. You do see a, a direction to the right that heads towards the the CT. So what do you guys want to do? There's no one immediately coming to you, but there are people moving about. So you have another moment to try to do something. Um. Elaine, is there like an empty bed that we can get? Sure. We'll say that some of these beds are in fact empty. Yeah. Uh, Elaine will bring over an empty bed and we can help get them on there. Okay. All right. So you get them up. Do you, uh, probably sheets or something. Do you like do the full sheet thing? Is, is, that, is that what you're doing? You'll cover them up. Yeah. His uniforms yeah. Up his neck. Okay. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. Roll... Roll stealth test. Do try try to do this in a way without drawing attention to yourselves. Okay. Uh how's your stealth? Could I do stealth wits? Does that make sense? Uh stealth wits? Um sure. Quick thinking. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, we'll say that we'll make this one moderate. So three successes and you got four. No problem. Okay. Um, yeah, DJ, uh, we put, I usually put the Friday game. So in this case, Hunter goes on YouTube on Monday. Uh, our Saturday game goes up on Tuesday and then our Monday game goes up on Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is YouTube, but it'll be up on Twitch as well. The VOD, we leave it up. We leave our VODs up on Twitch too for a little while. Uh, cool, cool. Um, so you're able to quickly, uh, get him into this bed, cover him up, 
before you're noticed. Uh, and because other people are kind of dealing with patients, you see someone will come out what looks like an exam room and they'll wheel somebody else in and you kind of see other, there's patients here that are laying in bed. Some are sitting up in the bed. A few of them are like kind of holding their heads in their hands and kind of looking really disoriented. Uh, what do you two want to do? Uh, you, still we don't have, you still don't have any ID cards, by the way. Just yeah. While we were putting him on this bed, we'll just swipe his badge for now. Okay. You want to swipe his, his locker room badge? Okay, sure. And then we'll just kind of just roll him around to the CT rooms. Okay, so you, you start to push him around towards the, C, the, the okay the CT scan rooms. You see that there is a line, uh, as you wheel around, of three, um, of three different, uh, uh, like there's three different patients that are lined up. Uh, both of you have seen Brock before. He is not amongst these three. Uh, and... There's no clear view into the specific exam room. He could be in the, in that area now, but the three out in the hallway are not. How do you want to handle it? Ooh. Is there like a window into the exam room? I'm going to say no, because I feel like that would be a privacy thing. Uh, I would say there's probably, I think if I remember, it's been a long time since, since, since I had a CT scan. But if I remember, there were basically two rooms. Uh, there was There's the like one the room. observation room. Yeah. 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 And then like there was the actual machine room too. Uh, CT scan suck, but yeah. MRI yeah. Room. yeah. They're all separated because of the <laughs> yeah. high, uh, high potential radi- radiation. Yeah. Dose. But there's, there's nothing that looks directly in uh, to, to the, the rooms themselves. Okay. Um, Alvin, any ideas? We can't see if he's here without going in. Maybe he's in a waiting room. Is there like a, maybe like a location where they just have patients held down there? You think that from what Elaine got from the nurse, they're kind of just leaving him in the hall. Uh, True story. This is literally what's happened to me. (laughs) I just get (laughs) left in the hall. This has happened a few times. This is actually what they're doing. They're just leaving patients in the hall. So. Um, perhaps then we can just wait for like them to come get the next one. Okay. Like, leave this guy here. Maybe is there like another room in here where we can get into and like watch? No, like you're going to go into one room and there's either, so like the door will open up, you'll go into mm-hmm. like, there's either the exam side or you kind of look through and you can see the patient side where the equipment is. So you would have to kind of go in through this door. Oh, I mean, is there any other hallways in or like rooms in this hallway? All of them are exam rooms or utility closets, things like that. We'll say is what you have down here. This is again, this isn't like a public area. This is where like, you know, just a quick question to the, one of the patients waiting out here. It's like, how long have you been in line is who was in front of you? Okay. Um, one of them that you speak to kind of their head down in their hands looks up towards you. Like they're like they look lost. They have what looks like a scrape down their face, like like something is like they've like literally just like almost talons or you know their fingernails or something, and it's just like this horrible wound. It's definitely healing, like it's, it's, it's but it's recent, and you can see that their eyes like are discolored, and they have what looks like this really bad uh, like wound on the side of their head that's again sort of bandaged up a bit, and. Yeah, look. 
I've been here for days, man. For days. Days on end, man. I've seen the future and the past, and each time I'm in this place, I think it's purgatory, man. I think I died. Yeah. Oh, no, you were very well alive, sir. How do you know, man? You're here, too. Maybe you don't know. Yeah. What a... A person cough from, like, the next bed, like, yeah, don't mind him. He's, um, he's not right in the head. Uh, I've been here for about an hour. He's been here a little less than that. And that one up front, he's been, well, he was here when I got here. Okay. Wait, we're really back up today, then. Yeah, things are going slow. I gotta pee so bad. There ain't no way to walk around in one of these gowns without looking embarrassing, so I'm just gonna have to hold it, I guess. Yeah. You want to do a quick peek into the room, Zulian? Maybe see if he's in there? Yeah. Okay. You open the door. Look inside, and we'll say you you gain access to the uh, to the observation area, and there's a couple monitors that are set up, desks, things like that. There's a window they're viewing through, and you can see that there's three individuals in here, two of whom are wearing scrubs, one of whom has what looks like a, a a white coat on as well, and they're all either sitting or they're kind of doing the the commander Riker lean, looking over the shoulder of somebody else as they're reading the things in the. They don't really look up immediately as you come in. Um, so what I'll say is roll an awareness test. As they, they they seem to be very interested in whatever it is they're looking at. Uh, uh, awareness and wits, because this is fast. Yeah. This is like, what do you see really quickly before? Um, Mel, can I have a dice? Uh, yes, you can. I think Ashley... Ashley and Melissa use more dice than anyone. We do. Long likes playing in hard mode. (laughs) Six. Okay. You don't get a sight of the patient, Elaine, before the guy in the the white coat yells and says, shut the damn door. What the hell's wrong with you? You're not supposed to be here. And, but you do catch sight of patient file sitting Mm -hmm. on a desk and it is not Brock Davies. Okay. Uh, Elaine will just do a quick oh sorry sorry I thought you were finished and shut the door okay step out into the hall he's not in here he's not in line you want to do um Elaine I want to try and like hack the security system how are you going to do that? That's my question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I know what I want to do, but I I'm don't in the middle of the hallway. Uh, no, not right here, obviously. Like, I might have to, I recognize I might have to get somewhere else. 
cyberpunk red all of a sudden we just <laughs> i sense around i look for an access point uh yeah you would probably need to get access to a terminal uh in in you know somewhere in here and even then you're not sure what kind of access each of these individual terminals would have a lot of them are outdated a lot of them are very like system specific okay. um if you're looking for like records like so so likely so there's so i would say like like you, you might want to be looking for like directory information that could be something you might want to look at like security footage that could be something uh, and then I would say individual rooms might have some patient you know, information on it, but most of it's going to probably be like specific to whichever equipment they're running. So it's not something that you would just be able to like easily, it probably requires a plan on your part. And then, okay. Yeah. What about, you know how like, uh, some places have like codes for like, you know, there's a lost child. Is there like a code for like lost patient? Um, that's or like, could we say there's one and like raise the alarm? You want to raise an alarm that there's not like, like a little alarm, but like, let somebody know that there's a missing patient. You want to call security and say there's a missing, missing patient. Yeah. They can kind of get on like a, yeah, I'm trying to think of what it might be like a, the white um, zone is for loading only get on the intercom or something. (laughs) Okay. Like a, um, <laughs> and maybe call it in like a different area. Okay. Yeah. So maybe like a like a Miss Amber in whatever. Yeah. Sort of some type. Yeah, of like yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you wander around. You try to find a nurses station or something around here, or some other kind of station in the area. We'll say there's yeah. one. That's fine. Um, high or low? Roll high. Uh, high or low? Uh, low. Okay. So much stress for just the low. Low has been working out really well tonight, actually. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm going to say that as you approach, there is somebody here, but they're on the phone and they're kind of, their backs kind of turn and they're kind of messing around. uh, Like that looks like they're, they're kind of in the system. They got the thing and they're kind of talking. They're not really kind of paying attention to you too much. Uh, Code gray. Stevedore says code gray is what my work uses for security issues. Code green for patient incidents requiring staff intervention. There we go. Perfect. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Uh, so we'll say there's another phone here. So mm-hmm. if you want to just try to like pretend that like you're supposed to be here, you go up and you use it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So are you, what are you, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to like contact security? Or are you trying to like, I'm trying to contact uh, more like staff, so like it's kind Basically of like putting out like a page, like a phone yeah. system page. Okay. Yeah, and like in this situation, code green, uh, and then she would like list specifications, and if there's like a code word for like a missing person, okay, that's what she would do. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, let's let this go. Why not? <laughs> uh, so yeah, you um, <laughs> you get on the phone, you. Yeah, you, you maybe the phone maybe you're lucky and the phone has like these like you know taped on like press this button to dial out press this button for this or it has some sort of directory mm-hmm. like taped to it that gives you an idea of like who to call to and so you get to yeah you get like staff directory and you ask them to um, to put out you know, give them information yeah, she'll just be like code hang brain. the phone up mm-hmm. and then- okay. So did you right. call people to the CT scan yeah, area? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Or did is you it, call is it for people this? away from the CT scan area? 
Oh, away. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you send them. You said there's a missing patient from a different wing of the hospital, different section of the hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now what? You've now done we're that. Gonna, uh, Elaine wants to get out of these scrubs and get out of here. You want to leave the hospital? What do you think, Alvin? Yeah, I think just open lines to Marie and Quixote here. I'm like, Brock's missing. We can't find him. We've got a little heat here. Uh-huh. We've got to get out. What? Grab a guard. Grab somebody. We'll make him talk. What? Why don't we head back over in that direction, set up some surveillance, and see what information we can get? So we'll just ditch this security, unconscious security guard here just in a random room and try to book it out here. Yeah, Elaine, okay. I, I thought we just left him in the hallway in the line for the CT scan. Yeah, yeah, you put him, yeah. You put him on a bed. Yeah. You don't have with yeah. him, but you've left yeah. him on the bed in the middle of the hallway. He's unconscious. He's not dead. So at some point, that'll, that'll pop up. Okay. Yeah. We're getting your time. So Yeah, I'll provide just like a rendezvous point. Okay. As Elaine and Alvin, you're moving about. You get over towards, you, you kind of turn around the elevator. Towards, uh, excuse me, you turn around the hallway towards the elevator. And you do, in fact, see the guy that you left there is like kind of, he's there. He's still sort of unconscious, but you can tell that there's two security guys that are standing right there next to him and like, with, you know, kind of waking up and like they look concerned. They kind of get on their phones and they're getting on their, their radios and they start radioing something in. And they're kind of blocking the direction to the elevator here. As you, as you start to, Maybe look for a different path. She kind of move around a little bit here and there. Look for like stairs maybe or, or a different set of elevators as you're just kind of scrambling, rushing. Uh, your awareness, we'll say, will roll over one of your previous awarenesses. I mean, awareness plus wits is it's six successes. It's very, very good. You notice that there is... There is... Um, kind of iconography on the walls of the one of these intersections that sort of directs that that doesn't have that doesn't have a any sort of specific language to it it's just a symbol and it kind of you see the you're kind of following the arrows like peeking a little bit here and there and at the end of this long hallway you see what looks like three of these security these locker room security guys uh, right there, one of them seems to be in a what looks like a uh, some kind of secure booth uh, right by this heavy-duty door. Uh, and you can see that the other two are wheeling a bed through that heavy-duty door. And as they go through, this like you see almost like Star Trek kind of closing. Like the doors kind of close. You see this kind of no end. You know, there's like no end. No, like no uh, unauthorized personnel. And uh, doesn't again doesn't have a label doesn't have anything and it kind of closes behind them, and there's just the one guy there by that security booth. Uh, you can put that in your mind, kind of wander about, and uh, we're gonna end there uh, on that site as you discover that weird little wing down there. We'll stop there for the night. All Code right. Brock. All right. <laughs> Code Brock. <laughs> Code Brock. I like the Code Steven. Code. We need a Code Steven. <laughs> 
Code Steven sounds like an unruly, there's an unruly, ungrateful son of a gun somewhere. All right. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that is the end of tonight. Uh, shall we do our, our questions really quick? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tonight was weird. Uh, you guys got in an elevator fight. Uh, experience questions. Uh, participation, I'll take one. Something remarkable. Uh, did you anyone perform something remarkable during the session? Um, I took notes. Uh, Maria got seven successes with her <laughs> persuasion role to meet the doctor. That was pretty cool. Um, okay. What was uh, it? <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like rest just doing Alvin his. I see your charm. List. I see yeah. your charm attempt, and I raise you a push attempt. <laughs> right. I think that that was good. That, that was, was cool. That was yeah. <laughs> okay. I think the elevator fight was cool yeah, from Alvin. Sure. That was cool. Uh, let's see. Use a skill edge or other trait in a clever or critical way. Anyone want to make a case for anybody? I, my, I don't know that I'm going to take the first one. I don't know that I did anything particularly cool, but I would like to take one for my drone because like doing the drone surveillance helped us find. Did the, help you find the, yeah, the location of it. Sure. Place. Yeah. I think confirming that uh, Dr. Drexel is uh, a, a supernatural entity. My, he is for my using my edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that makes perfect sense. For sure. Uh, okay. That thing that I use the desperation dice for. Which one? Uh, awareness roll. To. Oh, oh to steal the the steal the nurse. The, you, yeah, did you yeah, steal yeah, the nurse? Yeah, okay. the scrubs. Something important your character learned this session. I think that the I think both sides have something here. Maria and Kyote, you got the the weird stuff with Drebin. Uh, Alvin and Elaine, something going on in the basements There's of this hospital. Weird shit happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't concluded the story yet. Uh, again, the story is like, I, I, since we play a lot of One Ring, I've been thinking of the story as kind of like an adventure phase. So it's like mm-hmm. not necessarily like like one chapter or one section of a chronicle. We're pretty close though. I think like we've kind of hit a decent amount. However, like we took a this is definitely not going the way i thought it was gonna go but that's fine i don't care it's we fine. thought we were gonna have a chat with uh wes and his kid i thought i was gonna be clubbing today i know <laughs> i know exactly i even have the club music ready for you because you're Damn like get it. the club music ready i'm like Can all I right I'm like, <laughs> i got like four different club Can music tracks no, i mean i have no I have we'll four. Cyberpunk Bar, music. Inside Club, Vampire Club. That's just the name of the track from Tabletop, <laughs> the Vampire Theme. That was a different kind of clubbing. Clubbing over the head. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That was just one guy. That was just one guy. It took you three t- three turns to get him down. Imagine if I throw a whole fleet of these at you. Oh, God. That's you don't have to bad. imagine because it's going to happen in two weeks. So right. Let's see how that goes. Uh, let's oh, see. We're still going to die. It's fun. This is fun. Uh, let's see. Let's do some plugs. Uh, Aaron, what do you got going on the garlic? Uh, let's see. Uh, on Tuesday over on Garblag, uh, I believe that uh, they are going to be back with some Alien, Heart of Darkness, at uh, the 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Then Wednesday at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time on Garblag, we should be back with Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition, Once Upon a Time in the Old World. 
Thursday. I don't know what they're doing during the day, but Thursday evening at uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, I believe we will be back for some Maktoum Cthulhu and second session of Egypt. Yeah, and then Friday. I don't know about next Thursday because I know I'm not going to be there. Oh, that's right. You're not going to be there. So so I don't know know what that's going to do. We'll see. Uh, and then Friday uh, at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time on Garblag, Josh is going to start running a little Blades in the Dark campaign for the month of August. That's very cool. Nice. Fun. Uh, for us, tomorrow on this channel uh, in the afternoon, we're playing One Ring 2nd Edition, continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, tomorrow night over on Grim and Perilous Plays, uh, I will be <laughs> running some uh, heart the City Beneath uh, from uh, Rook, Roan, and Deckard. Uh, or is it Rowan, Rook, and Deckard? I always get the R's confused. Um, let's see. Uh, Sunday night, I'll be over on Steam Still Murder uh, playing some some Shadowrun. And uh, Monday night, we'll be back on our own channel here uh, playing Holler for Savage Worlds. Uh, but that is it for us. Thank you for everyone who played. Thank you for everyone who hung out. Thank you for those of you who threw out bits and subs to get us to that uh, to hype train. Uh, hello to the first time chatters. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, those of you who are watching this later on VOD uh, or on YouTube, uh, thank you for checking us out there. Uh, if uh, if you're new to our stuff, we got a lot of stuff back to, uh, backlogged up on um on YouTube, we're going to start getting mm-hmm. some stuff out in podcast form too. Uh, probably starting with One Ring, so I'll have an announcement about that pretty soon. Uh, but check out the YouTube channel, uh, Adventures in Lollygagging, and you can find all of our stuff there. Uh, so if you want to hang tight, we're going to raid somebody else uh, who is also running uh, games. Looks like Slices and Dices. So let me go ahead and give them a raid. So hang tight, follow the raid, watch more tabletop games tonight, and have a good rest of your weekend. So, night everybody. <laughs>